When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Cow Corner Podcast. With me, the dolly dropper, James Hurl, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. For your latest dose of all things Albury Cricket Club and Shropshire Cricket League. How do, Mon? Welcome to Cow Corner. So, welcome back to episode seven, and we're into the business end of the season, Joss. How you doing, Hurley? Yeah, been a lot going on recently. We've had, uh, as you say, coming to an end now, two games left in the Prem, three in the other divisions, I think. We've had um, Aubrey's President's Day, we've had the Midweek Finals Day... And uh, went long before we started about indoor, which I think we're going to be talking about later. Yeah, yeah, really can't wait to talk about indoor. Um, as well, three of us around the table all participating. Andy even went to Lords last season, which we you know, hopefully repeated this year. Uh, we'll be able to talk to and uh, nicely that leads us into our guests that we have around the table with us tonight, Joss. Yes, so we have got Beacon's Overseas Pro, who is from. The country that lost the last Ashes Test. <laughs> That's good to be here. How you doing, Jack? You alright? A lot of time for this it. This is Jack Doyle from Beacon. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So, Jack, feel free to introduce yourself. I'm Jack, young bloke from Brisbane, Australia, over in Shrewsbury for the summer, playing cricket for Beacon. Um, top order batsman, bowl a little bit. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Jack. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I think, well, as Cal Corner, we now have a Twitter, which is... Fantastic now. Amazing. People can tweet us now. And um, I'm pretty sure I tweeted out on... Um, when, it, when, was the, when was the first day? Thursday or Friday? I can't remember. The test? Yeah. Thursday. Thursday. After, no, after Friday it was. Yeah, so after the second day of the test, I <laughs> tweeted out, I think I'm regretting 
inviting Jack Doyle onto the <laughs> so next podcast. Yeah. I, did, I did say... Because I thought we were going to have our I pants say, well I did say, if we lost that test, I w- we'd have to not invite him on the Sunday <laughs> yeah. to be unbearable. There, there was a lot of chat on the WhatsApp And also, group. on Sunday morning, we postponed it. <laughs> <laughs> for what many reasons, but mainly because Jack would be unbearable because they'd have won the Ashes. <laughs> I was frantically trying to get the podcast back on at about four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any of it. <laughs> but no, yeah, so as soon as we'd won, we were, we were very, very keen. And luckily, Jack's been a good sport and has come on anyway. And uh, well, to be honest, uh, for many of us around the table, Jack came at the beginning of the season. We actually met him uh, at Grasshoppers first, didn't we, Andy? Yes, we sure did. Uh, first game was at Enville, wasn't it? I think Enville was. I yeah. think, um, if I remember rightly, jet lag. Didn't he? It was like the day after you arrived. Yeah, day after. I, I don't know if it was a jet lag or the alcohol that made him throw up. Well, I arrived. I arrived um, 11 p.m. Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Played all day Saturday. Went out Saturday night, and was asked to play on Sunday. Yeah. So just just so you know, the uh, the sleep. podcast. I must say this is probably the best he's batted since he's been here. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since then, it's gone downhill. I'm like Beacon. Grasshopper's got the best out of him, and he's been here four months and still hasn't paid team money <laughs> <laughs> or his bets. But no, yeah, uh, I have to say though, you've been an absolute fantastic bloke, and you've only got about four weeks left. Yeah, four weeks tomorrow. Yeah, fair play, Jack. You've been uh, we enjoyed your company this summer. But no, no yeah, so we. We're really looking forward to having you on this uh, podcast and we're really looking forward to, well, what's going to come up on the podcast. We're going to have a bit of Ashes chat. Uh, as Josh has mentioned, we're going to have some indoor chat. Uh, we're going to obviously talk about all the divisions, the Premier Division, where it really went off this bank holiday. Brilliant some week. really interesting Brilliant times. Weekend. Some weekend. Really, a really good weekend for certain clubs. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a Q&A with Jack. We're then going to go on to Division 1. We're going to go on to Evening League, Division 2. We're going to talk about sides that are struggling and um, talking about things that we can do as clubs and as the community, cricket community to help these clubs and other bits and bobs and the reasons why certain clubs may be struggling. And also, the biggest part of tonight's podcast, we will be unveiling who is the secret Shropshire Cricket, sport, banter, whatever the Twitter name is. And we can't wait for this. So make sure you listen to the whole podcast. It's going to be one not to be missed. I'd also like to add, this podcast is unscripted. <laughs> so apologies in advance for um, any awkwardness. Normally we do a bit of swatting up, but I don't think any of us have this time. Yes, completely ups- unscripted and with a whole fridge of beers. So you'll have to bear with us. At my expense. <laughs> as we go on. And so let's move on to our first topic and we'll move on to the Ashes. He's fumbled. Lion has fumbled. So it's not Shropshire cricket, but it is the biggest talking point in, well, world cricket at the moment. I think Indians are talking about it, the Pakistanis are talking about it, the whole world is talking about it at the moment. That last test... Oh, I thought it was and- Birm- Andy's Birmingham League time. <laughs> 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 <Not either. laughs> we'll talk about that later, mate. <laughs> but no, we've just come off. <laughs> test number three, what a test it was. I mean, as we mentioned earlier in the introduction... After the first day when we won the toss and elected to bowl and then didn't, well, we had half the day rained off. I was, I was a bit, I was, to win, no? I was wondering at the time whether 
you know, it would be such a good toss because I wondered whether, you know, we wouldn't get as much play and whether it'd get on. Yeah, we still got the Aussies all out in the first day. I can't remember. Was it 200? 170 odd, wasn't it? Was it, was it 179. 179. Yeah, 179. And he must last about 28 overs. Mm. Right. Who won? Um, <laughs> I haven't got it. I got a UK passport. <laughs> well, I've got a UK passport. It was a good win. I thought. Uh, but at the end of the day, one, obviously, England thought they had the upper hand. Yeah, we had the upper hand. Without a doubt. To be honest, though, I think after the first day, I think the main thing that the main headline was obviously Joffre Archer, but from an Australian point of view, was Manus Labashane, or however you pronounce Labashane. it. Labashane. Good player. Labashane if you're Australian. Labashane if you're South African, I hear. And why, why didn't you make your first 11? I mean, you know, he's batted three times, he's scored over 50 every time now. Yeah, this, yeah. and I think coming off the back of McCanny. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Averaging eighty. When, yeah. when Ashes series come over here, well, they obviously play for their, they play for the counties, and like Bancroft went to Durham, and he went to Glamorgan, and he's he's averaging sixty odd, isn't he? I think. Yes, yeah, and I think yeah. that's a big big Pick part him. of him playing cricket here. Yeah, so Smith scored two tons and a ninety. Labuschagne takes over and scores over 50. 158 runs. Is that number four slot? Yeah. It's just now gone. Amazing. I I was looking at, uh, was it Wisden or something, tweeted something out where it was saying, uh, whoever's batting at number four for Australia is averaging 148, whereas (laughs) everywhere else is averaging 12 or something like this. But no, it's fantastic. And also kind of, the re-emergence of Dave Warner because he's struggling a bit as well. But you wonder whether in that first innings, whether he was helped by the amount that he was going on and off, being able to make those starts again. And it was kind of, you know, struggling over a long period. He needs a fire in his belly. Yeah. He I needs like a fire lot, in his belly, doesn't he? There's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. No, no Smith playing. No, no Smith. A lot it's, on him. Yeah, He's done a, he had a, a good test. He had a good test. So from, from an Australian perspective, what was your thoughts on that first innings? First innings, I thought a lot of good points come out in the sense that Labuschagne fired. Um, obviously, Warner batted well. Um, interesting to see Harris's selection. I thought, um, seeing as though Bancroft had done well at county cricket level. What? Why? How come? Uh, he's played Test cricket before, obviously. Harris mm. averages thirty at Test cricket. Is that good enough? Mm. Is what opening, opening, opening the yeah, batting in yeah, Test yeah, cricket. You, if you're averaging thirty, is that good yeah, enough? Probably not. No. No. Probably not. If you're playing for England, possibly. Yeah, probably take it, isn't it? Yeah, you take it. But. Five point five mm. nil. There's a lot of a lot of options. You've got Joe Burns in his last test innings at 180 not out. Mm. Is I, that a better option? I was listening to uh, who was it? Michael no, Michael Vaughan, who was saying that when he was out in Australia over the BBL and he was doing a lot of commentary apparently over there, he was saying that they were talking to people and the general consensus was Justin Langer was saying to people well, not people, but the players in contention, if you want to be considered, you have to go over to England and be playing counter cricket to sure. kind of prove your position. And that's and that's where the majority of these players have come, you know, the Hanscom who came in, you yeah. know, Yalabi Shane or Zampa's over here as well. You know, they're all yeah. they're all they're over all here. here yeah. Now the main thing is you never see that in England. It, how many, well, Australia, how many England players ever go out and play grade cricket? Is that possibly one of the reasons and why... <laughs> is that possibly one of the reasons why yeah. England don't do so well when it comes to going across there, do we think? I, 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 well, I think, I think they do go abroad. Players do go abroad they quite often, yeah. Um, but I think over here, obviously, with the 2020 especially, they like to get players. And there is actually players that play... A, like for a long period of time, like Ingram mm. plays for yeah. um, Morgan, mm. Crossgrove, they've played for, years, played for years and they have played for years and I mm. think Aussies and South Africans 
are probably, I, I don't know what the stats would be, but I think they are the two mm. dominant countries that we do pick from. Yes. I think so, I mean, personally. I mean, do, do the Australians welcome uh, English people to play their grade cricket? Grade cricket, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, state cricket, probably not as much. Right, okay. In the sense that they're trying to embed future Australian cricketers, yeah. not future enough. English yeah, cricketers. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, so just a quick one, uh, just in case people don't know. What's the difference between state and grade cricket, and what's the kind of system of cricket in Australia? So grade cricket, we have six grades. Uh, we have 12 clubs in Brisbane, 12 main clubs. Um, each club has six grades. You start at sixth grade, make your way up. First grade being the highest level you can play, sixth grade being the worst. And to be picked for your state is essentially based from your first grade statistics. Um, so how you go in first grade is based on how you get picked for the state. So Manus averaged 40 for his first grade side, got picked for Queensland, which is our state, um, averaged 70 and then made his way into the Queensland so, uh, into the Australian side. Sorry. So okay. essentially, yeah, so, so you make your way up through grade cricket. So you stay cricket, you come to the county championship. On the, essentially, yeah, 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 yeah essentially. Right, yeah. But yeah. you look at a lot of first graders from Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, mm. the big Perth, Adelaide, mm. big parts of Australia, mm. come over and do well in mm. first class cricket, yeah, in yeah. county yeah, cricket in Australia. They do very well. Um, yeah, which it's just different just different isn't it how many, how many state sides are there because i know that obviously with the bbl it's like a lot of the teams are very regionalized to certain areas is there yeah well obviously so you don't get the northern territory you don't get canberra those sort of states or territories in the states so there's six states that compete you've got new south wales a lot of traveling isn't it a lot of traveling it's yeah. amazing well, I, I mean i mean where i am staggered by it really i mean where i am in brisbane to yeah. get to the other side of australia western australia mm is a six-hour plane flight. It's mm. just crazy. So you're travelling six hours yeah. on a plane to just play the other side of Australia. Okay, so moving it moving it back to Ash's chat. So we've gone through the first day and Joffre Archer has been done an absolute marathon session. Oh, it's amazing. They've overbowled him, this test. Oh, they've overbowled him. They've got to look after him. He's 24, you've got to remember. He'll he's only young. Get, he'll only get quicker. But he's only going to get quicker and better. Yeah. And I, I've got to say... Listening to everyone that talks about him, especially mm. players that are playing against him, and the way they say mm. his his action doesn't change um, from the, the full ball to the bounce is just remarkable. Really, it was quite it was quite nice actually to see someone who gives the Australians a bit of their own medicine oh, for a change. Too. You know, yeah, Cummins is coming to me. What he's, was he's it? A world class oh, bouncer. Oh, he's fantastic. Watching Archer, I've got to say, he, he doesn't miss. Bowl, he's the number one fast bowler in the world, but mm. he can do everything. Cummins is he's, he's a world class bowler, but watching Archer. His bounces just don't miss, do they? Mm. They're in not opening the bowling with Brawl and Wokes when the conditions suit both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think Agreed. Archer should be a first-change bowler. He's, he, he would. He still does it with the ball. And obviously bowling short and quick. Well, he bowled the same pace no, with ball. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, wonder, I wonder whether... The issue, I think, is that I wonder whether Root actually rates Wokes. Because he there were moments there when you, he had the opportunity mm. to throw the ball to Wokes when he's... Mm. But he... What was it? 
20 overs deficit yeah. he had between him and Archer in that first innings and he didn't choose to bowl. But then also, there's also another taking it on a different route. Is there an argument of why are we playing Joss Butler as a, as just a, as a number seven batsman? Would, here's something to throw out there. Yeah. Sam would, would Could we not maybe put Bairstow at five? Yeah. Take the gloves off him and yeah. then give the gloves to Ben Folks, who's a better keeper, and then have him at seven. But he's also What's someone who then... The I was about to ask that. Well. Does he, he average? He, he scores some... Mm. I mean, on that, on that subject, you've got Carey playing over mm. here. Correct. For the county side. Well, watching him at the World Cup, Payne, if he wasn't captain, would he mm. be in that Australian Does he team? get in the top 11? I don't think he would. No. If you look on paper, you pick your best 11, yeah. does Payne get in yours? No. Oh, he doesn't, doesn't Looking at Australia... He doesn't, he does. he doesn't yeah. get in my best... I actually think 15. looking at Australia now, they got I, as well. I actually think they've got possibly two or three players playing county cricket that are better than what they've got in the test. In team. the test side. Yeah, massively agree. Yeah. Massive you, yeah. you could also say that about England. The only problem with England is that we don't have yeah. one yeah. and three, you could argue. You could probably argue that Burns has done Pope, enough Pope to... Pope should be in. Pope should, Pope be, should in be in for... Uh, uh, Roy, Roy. Jason Roy. Roy has I, don't, to go, I don't mind them keeping the team together because I like how they keep them together and say, look, you're, you're our team and back them. We've but just won a test match. The well. way to make someone better is saying, look, you're not good enough. Work go harder. Yeah, go do, go you, go. do you then do you then pick, you take Roy out of the team. I'd put Pope You in. put Pope in at, say, four. Then do you do you I, I do you Denley put Denley? Open. Do I think you Denley open could open. Denley yeah, could open. He, Denley looks, he looks, his technique superb. The only thing I worry about Denny is the short ball. He does get peppered a bit, but to be fair to him, mm. he digs in. He's just hit a 50, isn't he? He's, he's like, a good player. He's, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. I, I tell you what, though, he's an absolute gun in the field. He's an absolute good gun. Like, that catch. Yeah. Oh, not the catching, though. It's his ground fielding. Oh, amazing. Saves, saves you 20 runs in the field, and that's a big part of cricket. And well, that's the main thing that England have got at the moment. And I think if we'd have lost this test, I think this last test, the next two would have been kind of revolution. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think whatever happens in this test, I think England are gonna start having a different yeah. approach. I think, yeah, I think you've yeah. got you've got to make a, to. you've got to make a decision. You can't just yeah. have complete. I think what this test series has proven as well is that there have been a lot of people who've been like, "Well, can we just do what we do in one day, in one day and we bring can't. it to I test?" And you can't. And I think they've all struggled yeah. to, to you, you, get and out of that world. Defense, world yeah. Your defence goes out the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it does. Best on batter, probably prime prime example. Yeah. yeah, their test form has suffered. Yeah, yeah. During their one one day. Yeah, they haven't been defending. Well, can I say, Jason Roy? Every time we walk out to bat, I'm confident as an Australian because I'm like, we're going to get him out in in white ball cricket. If you look at white ball cricket, though, completely different game. If you watch his innings, and and I'm not taking anything away from him, um, you know, he's a fantastic player. But he will nick one early, and he does all the time through second, third. Slip can I revert? To, can I revert to this? Because in one day cricket, you get one slip, you set a field. I'll revert to this in a final against New Zealand. Yeah. Matt Henry opened the bowling against him. Yeah. We're swinging the ball. I don't think he hit Didn't one for the first yeah. five <laughs> he, he played yeah, a miss, yeah, and I said, did. "Well, how's he going to go in miss, red ball miss, cricket yeah. against that, a swinging ball?" That was that was the thing I thought as well in that final. That, that it was like it was pretty much like a test, and England just didn't know how to play it. 
until yeah. again we got bailed out by Stokes and Roy. But Correct. I think I think anyway we has. move on to we move on to day two. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Andy Harrison's tongue. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you Nathan Ryan hasn't got a Birmingham League. Hasn't. I, bet I, bet I bet he hasn't. I bet he hasn't. He's never got me out either. Yeah. No, never but um, out, Nathan, we move on to day two and England get bowled out for 60, 57. 67. 67. 67. And at this point, 27. what were your thoughts, Jack? I think it raises a lot of questions. Josh Hazelwood, uh, you know, why is he not selected for the first test? How did, mm. how well did he bowl day two? Fantastic. I think I think what the general thought is is that they're play, picking horses for courses, and having seen the way that Lords had played with Ireland mm. against England, they just wanted someone who was going to nibble at that line and length, which Siddle did. And you've also got to remember Siddle. How many did he get? Seventy odd, was it? No, 40 no, 45. 40 And you look at it, really probably well. actually wins the test match. His partnership yeah, with well. Smith. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Wins, probably wins that test match. The only trouble is, is, is Siddle, very English like bowler. English conditions suit him. But 80 mile an hour is well, if military that's, medium. Yeah, if that's. And England, England won't pick lads at bowl mm. military medium, will they? No, so which makes, you, which makes you think as well, why is, why is Stark not going to play? Now, there is talk that he may make the Old Trafford test, but we don't know. Anyway, this moves us on to day three. And what are your thoughts by well, the end of day three? Day three, I had a £20 bet on with Adam Whitrick, and you know, that we'd win the. We paid it. Well, no, we, we had a bet on that we'd win the series. And um, obviously, we only need to win this test to retain the Ashes. Um, day three, I sent a message him. I was like, "Do you want to go like double or nothing?" Or you know, felt pretty confident. And um, he said, "No, no, no, not double or nothing. No, I'm happy with the twenty quid. Um, I wanted forty. I thought, you know, we've won this match. Um, yeah, day three was an interesting day, wasn't it? Interesting day's play. Especially- um, we." I thought I was. I still thought we we're on top. I was, There's yeah, only one well, thing on worse than being bowled out for less than seventy. And that's losing to the team that you bowled out for last year in 70. Well, agreed, yeah, but we, had, we haven't got to that yet. Day four, though. I just, I, thought, thought, yeah, I just want to put it out there. Um, Mal Surplett, we were at Boma Heath. We were at Boma Heath. And Mal Surplett said to me, we're going to lose this. And I went, nah, get out of it. And there was not one person in that changing room, bar Mal, that thought England had a chance. So you're blaming him for it? It was, oh no, it was blaming him or thanking him, yeah. So he's the only <laughs> bloke that said, you're going to win this. And he was the only boat that was worried. All of us went, we lost that. I thought, I thought, being honest, when Root when and, when and Stokes went into the pavilion, were, oh. I thought we had a chance. The only reason Agreed. I thought that was because England, at that point, had struggled to get Australia out. Well, we, well, and we, I thought, I thought, that, I thought the pitch is getting better. Pitch was getting better. Yeah, it was and getting I thought, better. and also, we're playing on what is a day... Three, day, four, yeah. Day, well, well, three, I mean, always, day, half you know, day one was washed always out. Always listen. Three, always listen to the players that played there. Jeffrey, mm. Vaughan, they said it. You get through that new ball. You get through, get through that, that new game. ball. The old ball on that pitch, you'll score runs. Mm. And and it's true. And they absolutely true, yeah. nailed it. And they and nailed it. Both of them. Day well, four. Were we three down at the end of day three. Two right? down. No, it was, it was three at least. No, no, because no, 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 it was Denley and. And Root, it was two down. Was it? No, no, no. No, oh, no, no. no yeah, Stokes was batting. Stokes, Stokes was, was batting. Stokes had faced 50 balls. Oh, no, Denny got out for 50 that yeah. night. Yeah, 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 sorry yeah. he did. So three, 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 three down. Three down, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then Root got out so straight I, away. I, I thought, start day four, 50-50 here. We, we, we could be in, but yeah. someone needs to dig in. I never thought it was 50-50. I, I looked at bet 365. Yeah, I did as well. I looked at bet 365. 6-1 should be 100-1. Sort your lives out, bet 365. 
They obviously know what they're talking about. Well, I sat, I sat with Jamie Martindale that night. Yeah. And um, he's like, Stokes, two off 50. Oh, what a joke. I was like, well, actually, he's probably done a job. job he's done, batting yeah. the next Massive day yeah. in mm. what was going to be better conditions in the sense it was sunny. Mm. He's going out to bat on a day four, day three, really, because half day one to watch Exactly, that. yeah. Day, day exactly three wickets. Mm. And he's two off 50. He's actually set, and I mean... He's two off 70. He's two, well, two, two off three off 70 or something, yeah. yeah. And I mean, he's actually set the platform. So the day starts, the day starts and Root and Ben Stokes are winning the dig-in trophy. Proper Jeffrey Boycott, Yorkshire yeah, well, lad. I think it took him five overs to get off the mark. Yeah, yeah, it took him five overs to get off the mark, and then yeah. all well, of a run, sudden... The run rate is not an issue, is it? It's yeah. not, yeah. no. Exactly. I was listening to Shane Warne commentate, and he was saying, you know, three overs, three maidens in a row will get your wicket. Mm. I was like, I disagree at test level. Mm. If you face three maidens and that's, get out, funnily enough, actually then, you failed. Yeah, funnily exactly. enough, that's exactly what Cook said on TMS. He was TMS saying that they've got, they've got a thing where they say... You bowl three maidens, you're more likely to, more get, likely a wicket. to get a wicket. And yeah, what happened well, is then they bowled four. And it, it was also it, a good captain set the field, didn't he? Yeah, Rudy, he set the field, said, you go over mid-wicket, there's a run there every day of the week. And he did, he just mm. played a silly shot. I just thought it was dumb. As an England, ca- England captain, I thought it was poor shot. It was, it, I, yeah, thought, yeah, I yeah. thought it was poor quite shot. poor too. But did you see, they did show, he practised that shot mm. all morning. Mm-hmm. He practised that shot. Mm. First time he got the chance to play, he got out. Mm. I just thought it, was, it wasn't needed. I mean, he won the test match. But, and then, exactly. but, and then yeah. after that... But he could have got 170 not out and yeah, won the exactly. test match. Of course he could, yeah. Then yeah. after that moment, Root gets out. And for me, I'm just there thinking, oh my, what is happening here? We need, I thought we needed that. But then Bairstow comes in. And for me, this is, this is the start of the changing of the game. Agreed. Bairstow goes out there with intent and starts changing it. Until he gets out, Stokes starts to go with him. And they start taking the game to the Australians. And at yeah. that point, the crowd changes. Everything feels like we can start... Up. Going for it, and you know, mm. especially a Yorkshire lad going out there, and the chants aren't England, England, it's Yorkshire, Yorkshire, York, which has got the crowd behind England as well. Which yeah, is yeah, massively, yeah. Well, I just thought the way he came out, he batted with purpose and intent. The rest mm. came mm. out, and they were just sort of mm. hanging around. Stokes looks mm. good, but even like I know Butler got run out, it wasn't his fault, but even mm. he came mm. out and batted, and he just didn't yeah. look. Mm. I was sitting there watching the game. Yeah, exactly. I was sitting there watching the game and I said, I'd rather be England. I think yeah. when, Stokes, when you Stokes 100, and 120 or whatever. It was 120 with yeah. Stokes mm. and I did think there was, there was some good captaincy from Payne, by the way, in, in getting... Uh, I mean, obviously, overs, but, yeah. Butler was a run out, but um, mm. Wokes' dismissal, Yeah, he plays in the V and his extra cover drive is phenomenal, but... They set such a bloody attacking field. Yeah. Mm. And they just went, right, if you want to win the game, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to. Yeah. And he got out and then he slated him on TMS. Mm. But I looked at it and thought, well, his strength is hitting through the covers. Mm. Yeah. And he got out that way. But That way, yeah. Who set that field? Yeah. I mean, well done. So Payne you know. wins that battle. And you think you're going to win the game still? Well, to you be think honest, yeah. I think, I think yeah. Bairstow gets out chasing a wide one. And for me... That was a poor shot. For me, I was, I was despairing because I love Johnny Bairstow. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It was just, I was just a bit frustrated with that. And then... To lose Butler straight away after that, I'm there going, oh my oh, lord! But then, but then also at the same time, I was there going, mm, Wokes is coming in, he yeah, can still handle himself. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Then 
Wokes gets out for one, and you're thinking you got Archer coming out. Yeah, mm. I I, was, I remember sitting there watching it, watching uh, Wokes come out, and I still said mm. I was sitting there watching it with Anthony Duffy, and I said I'd still rather be England because Wokes mm. can bat. Mm. As long as you got Stokes there and someone that can bat out. supporting him. Mm. Well, Stokes win. Stokes had kicked on by then. Correct, and he kicked on. Stokes I said, started. I said, I said the longer Wokes yeah. is there, you win. Yeah. And then Archer came out so like I will. So, as a bowler who kind of thinks that they can bat and they can start getting carried away with hitting the sixes, what kind of, what's that feel like, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Birmingham League under it, Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> he has, he told me he has. Right. I, think, I think that's right. Obviously, that situation you don't want to be in. That's a situation where it's hard work. Uh, I think Archer rates himself as a batsman. He does, mm. clearly. He does clearly rate He himself. took on best thought, in the world. I actually thought at the time, I went, oh, why haven't they give Broad a go? Because mm. um, Broad just gives it a slap, gets out there. He's Obviously, scared, he mate. got a duck, but if he'd have been up the order, you don't know what would have happened. He's scared yeah. of the short ball. Uh, he's scared yeah, of the yeah. short ball. But he is. He, yeah, but he starts mm. to go at it. He'll stand He'll, he will. Yeah, yeah, he he'll will. stand at square leg, they'll follow him, and he'll, he'll slap a few sixes. Yeah, yeah, but, will, play, yeah. um, I thought Archer... Probably did what he, mm. he should have done. I know they slated him, no. but at that's the end of the day, that's how he plays cricket. Yeah, that's how he I think I, I always say this, mm. I mean, for myself, I I play one way and my strike rate will never be down at 50. It just won't be. That's the way mm. I play cricket. That's probably less And that is why I play number 7, 8, 9 for mm. Sentinel. Mm. And, 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 and for Grasshoppers in the uh, evening league finals day. Didn't do very well. Oh, I just Which we'll talk about later. But no, yeah, so Archer gets himself off, kind of like, uh, Stokes goes up to him, pardon the pun, goes up to him after two ball, after with two balls to go, and he's pretty much just saying, look, just block them out. He blocks out the first one, and then the second one just sees the lights and just hits one too many and just obviously gets yeah. out. This then brings out Broad, who then and they... And lose they, two balls later. That, that was that was. I the, thought that was the a moment turning point. We lost the test. I thought yeah. the moment Archer Wasn't got it out, that changed because mm. I sort of knew Broad's vulnerable. Broad's vulnerable, and he is great. Yorker, by the way, Patterson. Oh, well, bowl. Wow. That was like, he, he. He set him up perfectly. Oh, a massive yeah. short ball first yeah. up, Yorker, and he played back to a Yorker. And mm. it, it just at that point, what's going through your mind, Jack? I said, I was, I was like, with one. I was like, seventy-three runs to get. Oh, yeah. With one, I said, and my words were, I messaged the Beacon chat saying, and that was my exact word. Mm. Stokes what a player well, but he he has to get seventy of these. Seventy. He has, oh, he yeah. has to get seventy of the seventy three. Oh, yeah. I, I said, think he got seventy two. And he got seventy two. <laughs> and he got seventy two. <laughs> but I said if he gets a hundred and ten, mm. you win the game. Well, on, and he got one hundred thirty. On TMS, they were talking about Kusal Pereira and his knock, he and they were that, talking about oh, the person okay. he batted with, and they were like, he got six. So Jack Leach, you just need to get six of them, and he. Jack Leach, obviously, as we actually, all know now, he only got one. But in the back of my game, mind, I, I watched felt, that game, that mm. Kusel Pereira. But mm. you never ever think when you're watching your own team that's going to happen. Mm. No, correct. I mean, you you watch. I watched Sri Lanka. No emotion, no nothing. Mm. <laughs> now for me, Josh just fell off the chair. By the way, um, <laughs> but no, Kusel Pereira played that innings, and it was like, wow, that was absolutely mm. unbelievable. As a cricket fan, you don't need to just watch your country to appreciate mm. cricket. It's no. amazing, but to watch your own country do it is something different. Well, that's it was well, amazing. I mean, I've got a foot in both camps, and I've got a UK passport, so it was great to watch. Yeah, um, here I he mean, is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, I've got a UK passport, it was great to watch. But <laughs> as, as, as an Australian, I just, I just thought we got lost. Mm. As a bowling attack, I thought we got lost. All right, well, I think that moves us on from the ashes, and what an amazing test that was. 
And now we're going to go on to the Premier Division. The Premier Division. So we move on to the Premier Division and what has been an incredible weekend of Premier League cricket, but also since we did the last podcast, we had Quat tearing it all up. Like, wow, what a change has been in the Premier Division since we last saw you. Yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. I think uh, you got Wem, Warfield, Quat. They've all been pushing really, really hard, and uh, you know, fair play to them. I've I've put my neck out. I've said it the whole podcast. I think Wem are going to win the league. That's my opinion, um, and. Again, this is the week, wasn't it? Mm. Monday was the day when Wem played Warfield. So, yeah, it was the big clash. And, well, even though it's a three-horse race, we, you know, Wem and Warfield have been two, the two teams who most people have tipped since the beginning of the season. Quat, fair play to them. You know, I think they may, you know, they're very much contenders to get up there and, well... Give it their best. Quat, they're 29 points off the top spot and you never know what might happen. Um, but yeah, you know, it's still all to play for with a few games to go. But we always looked at this tie as the big defining moment of the season with both both fixtures and it didn't disappoint Andy. No, I've I, I got to be honest with you. I was talking to um, Sean Astley, who is the chairman of WEM. I, I texted him early on just saying, you know, how things getting on. Um, they were actually, unfortunately, it was quite weird, really. The only team that weren't on live score on Monday, which was a bit of a gutter, really, because I was, I was really wanted to get into the game. And, mm. uh, but Sean let me know. He let me know all, all that went on. Um, Warfield only got 163 for seven, uh, which I thought, that's, that's not enough against Wem. Uh, but it was a close game in the end, wasn't it? Mm, um, I did. I did see on yeah. Twitter that, and I was there going, "Wow, it must yeah. be a really hard track to play I mean, on." I mean, Will Cook um, scored a hundred on the Saturday. Mm. Um, he's someone we pointed out uh, early season, come from Harbourne mm. um, back to uh, Warfield, where he was when he was younger, um, and he scored a ton on the Saturday, and and that's a big thing, really, coming into a big game. Mm. And you, you know, you expect people to do well. But um, Carl Quine, um he opens a bat in normally. I think he batted three actually. Yeah, but he scored. Three. He scored seventy nine, mm. and he's a good bat. He he's come from Bridge North. He's he's a very good bat, and you know that's a, <laughs> in a one six three score. That's that's a, mm. a big score, isn't it? So he he's got him a total there, hasn't he? Mm. Um, but when obviously fighting fighting back, I heard a few things from Sean saying that it was a big turner. The pitch was turning. Which does help them, uh, Warfield, because they do have the likes of Ryan Quiney, who has taken I think something something like 40, 40 odd wickets this season. Mm. Um, I definitely know how good he is because he took six for against us at their place. Mm. Um, but Harry Chandler scored forty nine. Uh, and Matthew Rees, I don't know who Matthew Rees is, but he took three uh, four, four for, for thirty one, in in the game. But when did chase it down, eight down. Which just shows how good a game it was, really. And I think there's not a lot between them. Mm. I really do think, Wemmer, for me, are the side I thought were going to win the league. But you look at that and you just think to yourself, you know, wow, it is it is that tight. And there's two games to go. Um, I don't know Wem, if you've got... Wemmer's still 23 points clear, though. Yeah, which yeah. is a, a big difference. Effectively a win. It's a win, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it, it is a win. Um Especially with draw cricket, it means Warfield, doesn't matter where they turn up, even if they have a green seamer, they've got a bat. Mm. And, that, and that, that makes it hard. That's a, that mm. makes it a difference. Draw cricket, 
does change cricket sometimes, and uh, there's a big difference there. Fair play um, to Matthew Rees, though, because he's like yeah, first 31, and he's one of their young upstarts who they were talking about when we went out, when I went over there anyway, yeah, yeah. and they were talking a lot about him. And yeah, it's good to see like the youth They're taking wickets, club. and you know, and thing I found interesting was Babs uh, batting at five, and yeah, a bit of a. He was, he, he, I've got to say this, the other week we played Warfield at home and we actually beat Warfield, which was, uh, it was one of them games where they, they had no luck, I'll, I'll give it them that, uh, Ryan Quiney broke his little finger, I think, mm. on that game, and then they had an, uh, an issue with uh, Nick, Nick Hudson couldn't, um, couldn't play, so they had a few issues straight away before the game, so literally they were down to 10 men, someone had to field mm. for them and it was... Um, it was hard going for them. Mm. They didn't really have the rub of the green that day and mm. when lost. So it was a day where they could really put their foot mm. down and win the league. And they still had enough players there. They had, they had you know, mm. I would say at least 70% of their first teamers. Mm. But we beat them. And yeah. it, was a, it was a big loss that game. And I tell you what, that day I went, that's where they've lost the league because they had a chance there. Looking at the scorecard as well, you're looking and it's only really Carl Quiney, you know, you've got, Harry Chanley has got 49, but apart from that, there's people who've kind of got starts. They've got 21s, yeah. 25s, 14s, 15s, but no one's really kind of gone on, you know. It gives, exactly, kind yeah. of gives an idea of what the picture's on. And even though Wem knocked them off in 37, they were eight down, you know. It's yeah. kind of... When, when, Warfield, Warfield, like, I saw something on their Twitter where they're sing, where it was like this song about they don't win against Wem. Yeah. Is could there be that kind of mentality of they've got it in their head, you know, about whenever they play Wem? Do you think that that I'm, could be I an must, issue? I must say this: um, Warfield are a great bunch of lads on the pitch, as in the cricket wise. They they switched on. They want to win. They're hungry. They're aggressive, um, and that's the way they are. And I, I think from the teams in the past I played with Warfield, they've always been the same. That is Warfield. They're aggressive cricketers. They want to win. They want to win. They want to win. Wem are really laid back. They're one of the most laid back teams you'll play. Mm. Um, they want to win deep down. If you ask them, do you want to win? They'll say yes, I want to win. But they do not. I don't think they get caught up in situations. I think. You know, I, I'm not saying Warfield might have. It was too tight a game to say that. But I think Warfield would have felt the pressure more than when. Are we saying that Warfield want it more because they've oh, yeah. not... Yeah. I think with Wem as well, they've been there, they've done it. But, yeah, of course quite they have. Quite consistently. The thing is with Warfield, though, is they have got players that have played Birmingham League top cricket. They're good players. they played at Bridge North. They know what's going on. They, they know the crack and... Seeing their squad on paper this year, you know, they've got a phenomenal team. Mm. Um, but I just I just think the winning mentality Wem have got, just the way they play their cricket, um, mm. they're very aggressive. As you say, they knocked off in, what, 37 overs? Mm. You know, they don't mess around Wem, and they just, yeah, they seem to get over the line. They've done very well this season. So, big result. Now, assuming everything stays the way it is, are you still sticking with Wem? 100%. I, I've stuck I've stuck with them all season, even when War I mean they've had I think they've had a couple of games called off when Warfield have played, which I think that does prove to you. Mm. Uh, and I'm not being disrespectful, I don't wanna, you know, uh be be nasty to another team, but 
Wem are the best team in that league. Mm. If they'd have played them two games, they'd have won it already. So, mm. you know, I, I think Wem have been the best team in the league. They deserve to win it. I think Quart, for me, have put in an unbelievable effort. Hey, Quart have been fantastic. No, they have. Quart, they, Quart have put in, put in a serious one. Since they lost to Werfield. They come from nowhere in a way. They, did, they just kept winning, winning, mm. winning. And that winning mentality, again, mm. they're good. I mean, they've got a captain who is one of the most aggressive cricketers on the pitch, Craig. Mm. Um, he, he, he's a winner. He just wants to win. He doesn't care. On the, he's, he's one of them that's got white line syndrome. He mm. goes over the line. He's not your friend. He's playing against you. Mm. And that's, that's the way he plays. And that should be. He's, he's mm. the right captain for him because he does it. He makes mm. it happen. I don't think they've got the quality Warfield and Wem have got. Mm. But I think they've got individuals that will win them games. And if you, you know, you're getting a good run. If you look at, yeah, I mean, if you look at Quat's record this season, they've only lost to, you know, they've lost to um, Wellington twice and they've lost to Wem and they've lost to Worthfields. Yeah. And apart from that, you know, that's... Yeah, there's no mugs there. And they've, they've even, you know, they beat Worthfield. Yeah. You know, and it's just... They've put on a serious run of games lately. And, oh, yeah. you know, even if not this season, they are definitely 100% contenders to push. They always season. are, though. They always are. They've always been a big club. Again, they've been leagues above uh, Shropshire Cricket. They mm. have been up there. They've done it before. And I, I've got no doubt they'll do it again. Mm. Um, but this season, I do think, it, it, it's, for me, it's been a two-team race. Um, although they've kept up with them, I still think the two teams above them mm. are... Are better, uh, better clubs. Okay, so quickly before we move on to the other two teams. Sorry, Dust. No, sorry, I just, sorry. Say, just looking at Quat's most recent results. I've seen that James Ralph got four wickets for two runs against Newport, which is going some. To be mm. fair, got more like fifty. He's a leg spinner, um, yeah. James Ralph. Four point four overs, three maidens, four for two. I would, I would say he's Quite probably he's probably in the team for his batting. To be honest with you, because he's a mm. class act. Um, he, my, he get my team for his bowling. James <laughs> Ralph. James, but can he, we just point he, out James Ralph, friend of the podcast? He is a friend of the podcast. Um, I gotta say, I I'm very impressed with his bowling because I would have him down as a batsman mm. uh, and a part time spinner. But this mm. season, he's he's taken a lot of wickets and he's done very very well. It was it was um, it was a big game against Newport, and yeah. well. They got my son Jeffrey out for I I don't have it in one, front of me one for one I think yeah, and yeah. you you get you get yeah. you get him out for cheap and you've got a very good chance of beating that side without, you know without, he without. is he is huge he is huge for that team we played them the other week uh, again he scored the runs and I I'd mm. say he won on the game really he's he's definitely their their main man at Newport so him. looking at this league Wem Werfield Quat. Wem three seven five, Werfield three three four, Quat three two eight, then all the way down in fourth, and I say this because Wellington two four seven, so you know you're eighty one points behind third. Yeah. What are your it's, thoughts? Um, it's one of them leagues. I think Quat. I I think I've I've done better than I thought they would, and I'm not being disrespectful again. I just think they have. I think Warfield and Wem, I'm not surprised they're running away with it. I think Wellington came into the league. I don't know what they expected from, mm. to do. Well, we all I, predicted I, them yeah, as the... Uh, many people in the Prem were predicting them as the The best team. thing about this podcast is we've spoke all the way through about it and we didn't know what to expect from them. Mm. Um, I think Wendell Wagner is obviously a massive part of that club. Mm. Huge part of that club. 
Um, lovely bloke, great cricketer. He, this, this is how good he is. He, he's, he's obviously a, a cracking batsman. Uh, bats probably, I would say, four, five, six. Uh, but he also, um, he also opens a bowling sometimes mm. and will bowl seam up and he's the quickest bowler in the league. Mm. And then he'll bowl off spin. <laughs> and uh, and he, he's an incredible player. To be incredible. honest, actually, I remember before Josh jumps in, I remember when Wendell Wagner first came yeah. to Shropshire, I was playing in an evening league game. It was like a 17-year-old kid and he just turned up at Bowmere. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and they went, oh, we just got this new bloke from South Africa. Uh, <laughs> and we were like, all right, cool. He bowled some heat. He bowled. <laughs> I was there going... He's I was, I, was, I was like 16, 17 going, I'm all right. I don't fancy about today. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> and uh, apparently he has still got that. Uh, unfortunately, when we played them, spin, we, we have actually got them last game of the season, but he, um, apparently, well, apparently he's bowling both, a bit of both. Mm. And I've got to say, watching him bowl off spin, he's half decent. Like. Bit he's, the old yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a pretty good off spinner. So. Look, look at the league table of the Prem. I mean, it's sort of, you got the top three, when Phil Quart, yep. there's 29 points between them. Then you've got Wellington, Sentinel, Newport, Ludlow, Whitchurch. There's 19 points between those five yeah. teams. So, you know, Whitchurch could end up fourth, they could end up... Exactly. Where they are now, ninth. Well, and then you've got yeah, Maidley yeah. sort of adrift either side. And then yeah. um, St George's, Bowman and Allscott. Allscott are going to have to have a, a good couple of last games to, to stay up. Now... Now, this actually moves on to our next topic. Now, I th- you know, shout out to Ludlow, who had a fantastic weekend. And also, I want to shout out to Josh Pistorius, who had a fantastic performance as well. But the main thing I want to talk about is, obviously, we've got those bridges. Now, there's only a few points between Old Scott and St. George's. Now, when I say there's a few points, there's quite a significant gap between the bottom three. Yeah. Now, as we know... Unfortunately, we didn't have Nick Broadbent on the episode tonight. We're very sorry for that. But as we know, there isn't any line for relegation and promotion because they will decide it depending on the gap between the clubs. Now, if those three are cut adrift, do those three just go down? And we have three up from the Division 1, which makes a big difference to the way that teams will start performing in Division 1. And also kind of... Or do we go for, or is there two, or is there one? And it has a big knock-on effect, doesn't it? Because you, you might have you might have three teams well mm. adrift in one division, mm. so they go down, but there might be only one team that's well above in the division below, exactly. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So you've got three going down, one going up. How, how, how can you do that? Another, I agree with it, because yeah. I think you need, yeah. you need to get every team in the right division as quickly uh, as you can. Another, another thing to look at is also, um, obviously, Division 1, um, mm. Shelton... Uh, Frankton, uh, Shrewsbury, Pontsbury have all been, uh, and Schiffnell, all, mm. all to the top five have been good sides this season. What happens if Wem go up? If Wem win the league, mm. or Warfield, or, you know, I'm, not, I'm not just saying Wem are going to win it, mm. but um, if Wem win the league, they then go into a four-way round robin mm. where the top two teams go up. So you need to replace a team at the top Mm. Start off with, so and we haven't really mentioned that. Yeah, one team could go up, so that's one team up already. So you would say, looking at that league, you know, obviously it's too close to call actually between Frankton and mm. Shelton. But I thought them two teams talking to Frankton the other week. I thought them two teams would be the top two mm. in, in the end. Seven points, isn't it? Wow. Um, mm. But I think I still think Shelton will win it. Um, so if if Wem go up, that's Shelton up. Yeah. After that, 
You've got three teams that have really been in a relegation battle all season, mm. haven't you? I think St. George's have amazed me this season because they beat the likes of us. They've beat... Uh, who did they beat the weekend? They beat someone at the weekend. But they've won some really, really big games. And mm. what amazes me is they haven't... I don't, the bottom three have obviously beaten each other, I think, mm. by the look of it. And um, I'm playing against Allscott at the weekend. I think they played as well as a few teams that have played against us. So, you know... It's it's mm. a real it's a real tight one at the bottom there, but as you say, there is a big gap for the bottom three. Do you relegate two? Do you relegate three? Mm. I think the way the leagues look, relegating three if the team doesn't mm. go up from the top would be a bit harsh. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's, it's at... a big one. I mean, we've got St George's on Saturday. If we beat St George's and Boma win, it's it's such a mm. tight one there, isn't it between them two? Yeah, St George's obviously so... like has gone home as well. Has he? Really? Yeah, he's back in Brisbane. Oh, oh, right. I, I, didn't well, know, yeah, I didn't know that to be fair. Yeah, yeah well, they, they, they lost. Well, St. Think, George's were another team that beat Newport. Well, so, yeah. It's, um, Jamie Griffiths was suspended. Another another team that beat Newport, which has been a surprise because Newport have been one of the yeah. better sides this season. But, yeah, it's it all sets up really interestingly. And it's kind of like we've got action at both ends of the table yeah, because exactly. I'm pretty sure teams like St. George's won't want to come down and it'll of be none of, none of the I don't think Boma want to go down I think Boma have had a real tough season with selection I've got to say on Saturday when we played them it was probably their strongest team for for, for quite a while mm. it really were for quite a while that's their strongest team their bowling attack I've got to say was fantastic on Saturday mm. I'll put it there they were brilliant they bowled so well um, but their batting we we always thought we were in the game. Mm. Um, Final point. Wellington fourth, Whitchurch in eighth. Would you be ha- what? What do you think those two sides would be thinking coming down from the Birmingham League? Well, looking at the moment, we we spoke at the weekend about wanting to get to fourth, and we're fifth now because mm. it's so tight there. Newport had a real disappointing game. They lost to Quark, got bowled up for fifty one, which they won't be happy with that. They will not be happy with that. Ludlow have had a massive... They've had a real good back end of the season because it started mm. so badly. But getting that 48 points to the weekend was amazing. I think Newport, Wellington... Wellington will be... Uh, I After the start, I don't, I don't think they'll be disappointed with being fourth. I think they'd still want to be in the title race. We're the same. We wanted to be in the title mm. race. Uh, Newport, I just don't think they got the depth. I, I just think mm. um, Maz... I mean, Maz, he's averaging 88.50 in that mm. league. He scored 885 runs. I, I just don't think they've quite got, especially when we've played them, uh, the depth in the team to support him, really, mm. in my opinion. So, OK, right, so big question. If you were to pick three teams out of that league who you'd think would be happy with the position that they're in and three teams who would be disappointed with the position they're in, who would those three be? I think there's only one that's going to be happy, and that's when. Yeah, I think I think Warfield, Quat will be unhappy. Wellington will be unhappy. All three of them, they'll have wanted to go up without a doubt. I think teams that will be happy, I think Ludlow played them first game of the season. I thought they might struggle a little bit, but they've really kicked on and done a great job. I think Whitchurch, I don't know. I think... I think They'd have been happier higher, mm. but I think they'll be happy to have a season under their belt in this league and sort of know what the crack is. Mm. 
I, I do think maybe you'd be unhappy with the way they've gone as well because they're I know they're a long way off the bottom three, but mm. I, I think still maybe a club that you never ever associate with being the bottom four. Mm. Um, it's it's a tough one. It really is. I think Bowie will be unhappy. Being so down do there. you think these clubs that came down from the Birmingham League expected to be? No, I actually don't. I, top, I, no. I think Wellington of all the clubs, Wellington have really produced a lot of kids, and they had a real young team against us, and I was really impressed with it. And I thought, wow. Done a good job. Whether or not they expected to go up, I don't know. Um, I mean, Newport are down in uh, sixth at the moment, yeah. and they've got the best bats in the league with an 88 average, and they've got mm. the best ball in the league with 53 wickets. Uh, uh, Shab Khan, mm. right? And he took it again, he took six for 53 at the weekend, and he, he's fantastic. He's a fantastic leg spinner. We played him well the other, the other week, and I was mm. well impressed with our lads, but he's a class act, like you know. And and to have, I mean, to have a top two, yeah, and that's is, great. It's that impressive, great. yeah. But, but it does show that they've got nine week leagues, if you like. I I probably say that wrong, mm. but no, you you're relying heavily. Played against yeah. them. Played against them. They, they, I'm not sure they have yeah. a team that's got four or five in the top. I mean, they, or something. You know, they have they have a lot of good players in the team. They're not mm. they're not just a two yeah. two man team. Yeah. I mean, Downs. Um, I would have thought he'd be in. The batting, he'd be up there in the averages, he'd be up there yeah, in the bowling. He, he's a class time. act and he is a good player. You've got Gilly as well. I mean, he's played for Shrewsbury Wands for years. Mm-hmm. He, he's a class act. But, you know, yeah, looking at stats this season, realistically, they've had two players that are shone. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at the rest of the stats, the likes of um, Warfield and Wem, a lot of their lads are, you know, they're all consistently up there. Mm-hmm. They're all in. You know, similar position, Mike. I think. I think what it says to me is if if it stays the same and we've got the same division as we have next season, with a lot of these teams getting a lot of youth blooded and also kind of like you know your Wellingtons and your Whitchurch using the season to blood their youth, and also from the looks of it, Newport have done that as well with Sam Paps opening the batting, for example, being one example. You know, and all these other sides, it really kind of. Like, you know, yourself Sentinel. You're going to be recruiting over the summer for think, the, the standard yeah. that it's going to be. Next season is yeah. going to be one hell of a season, I think. I think you look at it and you you look at Wem, and I, I, as a, again, if they win the league, they go into a four-horse race, mm. two of them go up. If they don't win it, they're back down in Tropical League cricket. They're mm. in it again, right? Warfield expect the highest... They do. They're a club that expect all this. I think they've had a bit of uh, injury issues and I think they have had some um, availab- availability issues, which does it does hurt a team. Mm. Um, but they, they'll have no excuses. They want to win it. Mm. Like, you know. Mm. But next season, I think, you've got the likes of Wellington, uh, Newport. They'll want to recruit. And we, mm. we uh, as a matter of fact, Sentinel, we want to recruit new players. You do. Mm. Every club wants to recruit and get stronger. And, you know, looking at the league this season, it was hard to know what it was going to do. Mm. I think the Shropshire League committee have done an absolutely fabulous job. I really do. I think they've done a great job of, uh, of, of sorting this out and making it as strong as they can. It's been a strong league this season. It's been, it's been really good. It's been exciting. Mm. There's been some good cricket played. And that's, that's all we want. So that's our introduction. And here's everything that we're going to be talking about on tonight's podcast. We round up the rest of the Shropshire Cricket Leagues. We attempt to unveil Shropshire banter for sport. We preview the up-and-coming indoor season. We have our cow corner debate. 
struggling clubs, how can we help them? And what we can do. We round up the end of the evening league season and everything that's gone on there. We also get to know our guest, Jack Doyle, as we have a personal interview with him and play Ask Jack. That and loads more on another bumper episode of Cow Corner Podcast. So, as we mentioned earlier, as it's coming to the end of the outdoor season, we only head into the best part of the season for proper cricketers. Oh, I'm glad you said that, yeah. So the indoor season's coming um, pretty quickly, actually. Uh, there's activity now, there's emails flying around about um, teams, uh, people asking what teams are going to be involved. So I don't know if our listeners are uh, aware, we've got two indoor leagues in Shropshire. There's the Wheatland Indoor Cricket League at Sundorn and the Pontsby Indoor Cricket League, of which Acton Reynolds are champions and cup winners. So, Andy, you are a part of both leagues, and actually I think you're champion of both leagues, aren't you? Champions of Ponsby with Acton Reynolds, and champions of yeah. the Wheatland, which is also known as the Sundor Indoor League, uh, with Grasshoppers. Well, unfortunately this season, um, the Wembley uh, folded, but we, we won the Sundorn, we won the Rekin, but unfortunately we didn't win the Ponsby uh, as Grasshoppers. Um, of course, for me, it was quite a, a different occasion. I actually won the league with uh, Acton Reynolds Cricket Club, which was uh, a bit of a shock and also um, was very enjoyable. Mm. Now, for me, indoor cricket's a great way for to keep the keep the buzz going and to keep kind of like... Absolutely, yeah. To keep your eye in through the winter. Um, it, they're really healthy leagues, I think. Um, I'd encourage anyone out there that wants to... Keep keep going through the winter to to get involved. Mm. You know, contact me, or you know, I I can certainly get you in touch with the right people because mm. it's it's a good crack. And I to be honest, for me, I love it. It's fantastic. It's a great way to keep playing cricket. Keep saying for me as well. Keep seeing the people who you see on who you normally only see in the summer. Exactly right. Exactly. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. If if it wasn't for indoor, it'd be kind of it's kind of like yeah, see you later, guys. Yeah, I'll see you in six months. months. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Six seven months, and it's like. You're playing indoor, you're seeing all the same characters, you're getting that banter, you're getting the chat, and also you're keeping yeah. your mind, you're also developing your cricket skills. Also, the, also, I think, the, I think the, the outdoor season, I think, finishes on the 14th of September. Yeah. And the first game indoor at Sunderland is going to be on the 23rd of September. So you've got just over a week and then you're yeah. playing again. What, what I would say about um, the cricket is obviously um, we've only been in the Reekin League a year, Grasshoppers, or two, no, two years now. But um, the likes of Sundorn, the Sundorn League is a very good league because they have two leagues. And it's it's one of them where you have a, a, a real strong competitive league in Div 1. Um, and Div 2 is uh, a good standard as well. Um, so it's one of them. It's, it's there for everyone. If you want to play mm. good cricket, uh, competitive cricket, you play Div 1. Mm. Um, Div two is there for enjoying cricket, and that's yeah. what it's all about. That's what indoors all about. For me, for me as well. We like at Alberbury. We're kind of it was between us and Shelton last season, and yeah. also Condover. It was and like Shelton a kind of like a three yeah, ho- yeah. three horse race, and Shelton went up. But it, you know, it was still between the three between us three. It was still a very good contest, yeah, you know. And then, yeah, it's good. But then you've got like your Church Street and your Cuntus, you know, and. Teams like that who are still there, you know, blooding the youngsters and also giving them more cricket throughout there's the a winter. Lot, there's a lot, to... you can, a lot you can learn from indoor cricket. I mean, mm. um, one thing I would say is, especially for bowling, I think discipline of line, length, 
there's a lot you can learn from it. And it's a good it's it's good fun. It's mm. a good it's a quick game. You want to play quick cricket. Mm. There's lots of people that want to play T20 cricket instead of playing 50 mm. overs on a Saturday. Mm. You know, it's quick cricket. It's mm. an hour, hour and a half, you're done. Yeah. And it's, it's a good night. I would also say it's good. It's competitive, you know. Yeah. And like you were saying, it's good for bowlers, you line and length. For batsmen, it's good. You learn to manipulate the ball. Exactly. You know, and things like this. And also get, get you a bit of confidence. And also, again, like we said, the whole social element of it. Social is and, the key. You know, and I would encourage teams out there who are thinking about it to do it. And even if you're in a part of, of one team, for example, and you know of other players from another team, why not create a merge? You know, that, you know what I mean? Like, There's in- been loads of teams like that. I mean, Willy Wanderers, they've always had a mix with the likes of Much Wenlock, mm. uh, Brosley. They've had a few lads from, from all them teams. So it doesn't have to necessarily be your club. You can merge a team from anywhere. Mm. It's, it's indoor cricket. It's completely different. Mm. But it's also, you know, a, a good... Social, the social element of it mm. is the key, really. Yeah. It's to keep it with each other all summer. It's six players... You know, you pick. You don't need to pick your best six players, but it's, it's your six players that you're going to go out, have a beer, mm. enjoy yourself together all winter, get ready for the summer season. Yeah. And that's what it, it's about. Yeah, it's the cricket version of a five-a-side football exactly. game, really. Good social, good aftermath. And, you know, and we, you know, you don't have to just be your own team. You know, we encourage, you never know, next season we may get like a cow corner team together. That would exactly. be quite fun. But no, if you want any more of that, you know, they're... There's no longer the Wem League, unfortunately, but there is the Sundorn League, the Pontsbury League, and the, the Regan, Regan League. Yeah. So more than welcome to get in contact with Joss, Adam Phillips, and... I who, think uh, Lloydie does the Regan League. Uh, Lloydie. Yeah. But yeah, if any, you want any, any questions, there's no issue in asking the likes of me, James Hill, um, just just give us an ask. Or, yeah. or even send a message to the podcast on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. and that, that'd be no issue. Yeah, send us a message on the Twitter or the Facebook and we'll be happy to answer your questions. And I'm pretty sure if you tweet the league as well, they'll be more than happy to help you out. But anyway, let's move on. Division 1. So we move on to Division 1, where Shelton, as we kind of predicted in the last podcast, now lead the way. Second place, Frankton. Third place, again, don't want to say that we're kind of psychics, but Shrewsbury second 11, again leading the way. And... It's been a big fall from Grayson Pontsbury, going from top of the league by quite a bit to fourth place. And everyone's pre-season favourite, Schiffnell in fifth. And then Newtown, who we played at the weekend, in sixth. And then Jack Doyle's Beacon in seventh. With then Alberbury, Bridge North, Kunz, Knockin and Ellesmere making up the best of the rest. So, what are our initial thoughts on that division, Joss? Well, I think, look at the, the points now and the games left. You've got to back Shelton to win it and Frankton to be runners-up, to be honest, because there's a there's a 29-point gap between Frankton and Shrewsbury second. So that that's... My money would be on Shelton to win it, Frankton second. In terms of third, fourth place, it, it's between Shrewsbury and Pontsbury because there's a huge gap between those two and Schiffnall. So... That, that that's what I'm thinking at the moment. I would I would I would counter that. I think that I think you've got to look at the games that are remaining and you've got to think that Ponsby are falling very quickly and I I I can't see them winning another game. Well they struggled for a team. Uh look looking at their, their first eleven last weekend mm. they've clearly got some um 
selection issues. Well, I'd say selection issues or some absentees. I think, I think I've got to say this. I don't want to be rude to Ponsbury Cricket Club, but um, Ponsbury maybe have wanted to push away from the top two. Um, I don't know if it's a choice of their own or if it's, um, or if it's you know, uh, bad select, well, selection issues. But um, in my opinion, you look at the team they've put out, there's absentees that go and watch Shrewsbury mm. Town Football Club. And I just think, I've spoke to a few of them and, you know, I'm not saying they want to throw it. I'm just saying I don't think they're that keen on going up. And 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 and, and that's oh, one of those things. It's and when you've got people that have played basically first in cricket every game of the season, who then refuse to play first and play second when they've only got nine available. Yeah, that's you know. I mean, especially when you have got yeah. Tom Doubleston, who's played third eleven cricket all, all season, season, and then then yeah, in last game he's played once. Now we're not yeah. obviously fair play to him. Fair play to him. Fair play to him because he's getting involved. Yeah. yeah. Fair play to well, yeah, fair play to him. I've played more thirteen cricket than any other of the cricket this season. Yeah. I mean I I I can I've been there before, I've been at clubs that you you look at and you you say, you know, you're not good enough to go up. And it, it it's gonna be a hard season, a hard slog going into the Prem but 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 if you play your best eleven players every week and you end up in the top two, you should go up. Correct. And I th- I actually you're think they're on merit. And I actually think Ponsbury, looking at the season they've had if they hadn't started reducing the quality of players in the ones, they had a good chance. They had a real good chance. They beat the top They're beating everyone. They have. Yeah, yeah fair play to them. They're beating everyone. They, they, they were there and I'm not there. criticising them at all. I'm just saying that I, I think it's it's a shame, really, because realistically, the best two teams should go up. So, and what, if they're, so, and yeah. Shelton have lost games to teams they probably shouldn't so have. They lost to Ponsbury. What we're saying is, we're not doing them a disservice. We're saying that... It's a shame. They're, they're first eleven. Best this season, this their best eleven yeah. this season mm. merits higher than the fourth place that they find themselves in. Is that would yes. we agree with that, Jack? Uh, yes. Well, they beat us. They beat. Yeah. They beat the likes of they beat Shrewsbury. They, they beat Shelton. They beat Shelton. I was there. Yeah. So they're good enough to be in the top two. It's it's one of those so, things. At yeah. least, Joss, at least. Joss, I'm interested to hear your opinion because obviously, Club Hopper, you know a lot of people from. <laughs> Other clubs. What? What's your What's your perspective on them? I mean, I don't. Give, well, also given that you did the wedding of one Pat Cunmore. Yeah, yeah, we had a good hey, party. congratulations, Pat! Absolutely Congrats, Pat. legend, mate. And uh, like, love to have a round of golf soon. I had a chat with some of the Ponsby boys on Sunday night, and um, I don't think anyone would ever deliberately throw a game, and Ponsby certainly wouldn't. Um, and so I was speaking to the chairman on Sunday night and he's absolutely convinced that if they go up, they go up. And absolutely right. So it make, it makes you question people's availability. Mm. It certainly does because well, it, it it, it's been a dramatic change to their team. They've had a, a good team out all season. I said this a few weeks ago. The one thing I like about Ponsbury is they have a group of friends mm. And I mean, I'm not talking about oh, 11, well, well, 11 be, friends. They're a very close They have a, they have a tight-knit club of yeah, yeah. five or six mm. friends who are best friends outside yeah, of cricket. Yeah, yeah. And that is good for cricket. Well, we do. Because that showed at the wedding. Yeah, yeah. All I mean, it does. It, it does. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great but the only see. trouble is, obviously, with selection now, you look at the team now, the team they put out Saturday would be a team probably in a relegation battle. In a, yeah, or they probably would yeah, be relegated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what makes you think, well, Being you honest, know. being honest, the team that they put out Saturday, I'd back our second eleven who haven't won a game in four weeks to 
Compete. Yeah, yeah, compete. You know what I mean? mean, mean, If you take Steve Wilson out of that team for a start, it's massively weakened. Mm. Oh, agreed, yeah. Owen Morris as well. He's a good guy. He played. He played. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, if you took him out of that team, you know. He was only out of Saturday's team. Oh, yeah. He got four wickets or three wickets on the side. He hasn't bowled all season, has he? I know. But he got got the wickets. I mean, you look at the positive team, you look at their, if they field their best 11. I mean, no one to me, with the greatest respects, I do love Ponsby, stands out as a yeah. as a massively good bat. Well, well this is what we've said all season. Yeah, he does. Really. Mike, he made... Mike Bellamore scores runs, sometimes in top divisions as well. Yeah. Um, he made 100 against us, Melman. Yeah. But, first time he played us, yeah. But other than that, you know... You, but they they all weigh in, you know. Pat Cumble scores do, runs. Yeah, Matt Smart yeah, scores runs. Yeah, I think Patrick great. Patrick, although he's at his wedding recently, I think Patrick could do a bit more because he, mm. he is. Yeah, he is. I'll tell you what, cricketer, he's a very technically correct cricketer. He was. I mean, lots of the likes of Matt Harshner. I watch him back on a Sunday. Yeah, he's a good player. Does not look like getting out. No, he doesn't look like getting out. And you watch him on a Sunday. He's a support batsman. If he gets in with Owen, they can score. Well, we look. Mm-hmm. I look at when we play them. The likes of their opening partnership in Hart, Sean, and Morris. Mm-hmm. If you don't get through them in the first ten overs, they win you the game. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, they, yeah. and they do. Yeah, of course and they, they do. Yeah. The likes of Morris in the way he made a hundred against us first time we played them yeah. looked unreal. Okay, so like you know we've 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 talked a lot about how good Ponsby I've been. Well, how good Ponsby have been all season, and I don't. Want people from Ponsby getting us wrong here? We think that you've been fantastic. We just great season, they've had. Yeah, just a bit worried about what's gone place. on lately. Let's not take anything away from Shelton, who have been, who most people would say have been the strongest side all season. Massively. But let's let's have a big shout out to Frankton and Shrewsbury, who have come from yeah pretty much nowhere at the was, start of the season, and yeah. they've yeah. both they've both carried on that form a bit like when you see in the football season a t- there's always a couple of teams who come up yeah. and smash their way through it and Frankton have been unbelievable, especially a certain mr wilkie they're a, they're a funny side they are they're a funny side um Frankton I've got to say this. I spoke to him the other week I had a mm. few beers with him, and I said, "You lads need to push yourselves up I actually think. Personally, I'm not. I'm not being disrespectful to a couple of teams in the in the prem, but I think Frankton and Shelton are in a better place now than a couple of teams, and I won't name mm. in the bottom three in the in the prem. Um, <laughs> I spoke, so I spoke, than... so two of the three. <laughs> um, so when you when you look at individuals, I think that Frankton have the quality mm. to go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teams are geared up to go up to the prem. Two right, yeah, and they've been there before. Yeah, they've been been there before. I don't think they have anyone of absolute class, but I think as a team Mm. together, I think they're a good eleven. Yeah, they have got a good eleven at everyone. I haven't got the stats in front of me, but they have got some of the highest run scores. I think Brett Dubles, Scott Hales, got a bit of training. Yeah, yeah. Tom Wilkie, I tell you what, Thomas Wilkie signed for Kunda a few years ago. We signed him, and we were honestly over the moon. We went, wow, we signed, we signed Thomas Wilkie. We thought, this lad, he can do a lot. And I mean, fair play, uh, hats off, he's lost a lot of weight this season. Mm. He's got himself really, Incredible and I mean, stupidly man, yeah. fit. Yeah. But the thing was, he used to hit a big ball. He still hits a big ball. Mm. It, it, it's all to do with hand-eye coordination and mm. timing. He hits a long ball, mm. and that lad 
can win you a game. You do not. He's it like, like Zimmer mm. for us. You don't drop him. Who, now, who's, one, who's dropped first ball? Yeah, you drop him. He'll score 100. 100. Exactly, exactly. Mm. He's one of them cricketers. He's he's a good cricketer. Yeah. Now, it's something that I was saying in the car earlier when we were coming over it, wasn't it, Jack? I was saying, or it was both of you, I think, were possibly yeah. in the car. I was saying that basically, for me, what I see it being is you've got, like you were saying, Andy, you've got probably five teams who are suited to going to the Prem. You're looking yeah. at Shelton, Frankton, Shrewsbury, Shifnal and Newtown. I would probably say it's your five who if they if you yeah, if you said yeah. Yeah. you would they would we, they would be happy going into the yeah. Prem and they would also be kind of like and ready then, for it. And then you've kind correct. of got like another half which kind of like, you know, Bridge North may want to be pushing higher up in the future, but then you've kind of got like the next level yeah. of team of which I think, you know, Pontsbury and Beacon at the top of yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And then yeah, like then you've kind of got your Division 2 and that lower group are going to be yo-yoing for a while until possibly... It could do some clubs that are good. It could do some clubs good going down, yeah, rebuilding. Like... I, I mean, I'm, I'm an ex-Kun CC player. I think Kun look at that sort of team where if they went down, it wouldn't be the end of the world. They could rebuild. Mm. I still think they're better than where they are. I think Beacon have absolutely done amazing this year. Mm, killed and, it. Uh, yeah. And Mr. Doyle over here has done a very good job for him and proved, mm. proved to be a, a you know great signing and someone else. Mm. But knocking and um, knocking and Ellesmere, I look at them and they are thirty points behind the race. Well, obviously Ellesmere a bit more, but I think they're two teams that if they go down, they could progress and become a better team for going down. Without a doubt, a great. I mean, Ellesmere competed with us. Mm. The day we uh, yeah, I was going to say. Tackle, I was going to say before we go on to yeah. before we go on and talk to Beacon, um, Ellesmere, uh, from a team that looked like they're way yeah. off the pace. And let's be honest, ever they're since they got the bat stickers, mm. Joss, they've <laughs> <laughs> they're progressing. Yeah. they've done all sorts. I mean, they're going to lead Terminal. They're on the up, but unfortunately, they're still twenty four points adrift with knocking. Yeah. So okay, that's one. If Nokia happens to get no points one game and Ellesmere bat first and win, then they'll go above them. But mm-hmm. there's yeah. another thirty points to catch Kun. So it's unlikely they'll stay up. Yeah. Which is a shame. But I was going to say when you were on about the league table earlier, you look at look at that league table. If you swapped Bridge North and Ponsbury, that is pretty much how I would have predicted it at the start of the season. Mm. No disrespect to Ponsbury. But I think Shelton, Frankton, Shrewsbury, we all thought would do well. I thought Bridge North would do well. I'd have it slightly different mm. there, Joss. I'd have probably had Ponsbury above Beacon and Albury. Mm. Okay. But I would, well, well, I, I would, I, I, I would say you're pretty close there. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought many... the relegation battle would be yeah. Elsmere knocking Kund, ourselves, Albury, Beacon, and maybe mm. Ponsbury. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that totally. I don't know how much between. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ponsbury have done fantastic. They've had a great season. Fred really. Oh, they've killed it. have struggled, mm. but they're getting better. Yeah, I think I think as well, Schiffnall, many people expected them to be higher up than they are. Yeah. And given, you know, they're still on 249 points, but they've got a serious attack, yeah. a bowling oh, yeah. attack, yeah. you know, oh, and they've got a serious that. team. And you know what? Fair play to Ellesmere. They've been, they've been tearing it up recently. And, and I think they've... they've Overton... Have uh, folded, haven't they? And they've yeah, they, recruited they a few from them. Yeah. yeah, and you we know, fair play to uh, Ellesmere. You know, the old squirrel has had its day a few times, but luckily, Albury, we beat them, uh, which has put us on quite a decent run, really. And uh, Sammy Morris has been in form and in the runs on the wickets, Joss. 
one all-rounder is fantastic. Yeah, he scores 101 week, gets five wickets the next. Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Good I mean, we dropped him on what eight, probably mm. when he played against us. Yeah. And then he, after that, he made a chanceless. Hundred eight. Hundred and eight. After mm. that, probably mm. made a chanceless hundred and eight. Yeah. yeah. He's Un- got potential. Oh, mm. unreal. Definitely got potential. Some I think of the shots he played. I think it, it, he wow. he plays our game. We've talked about it tonight mm. about all-rounders and uh, all-rounders that have to pick what they're going to be mm. best at. And Sammy Morris is one of them. That he's, he's that young mm. age where he doesn't know yet. And uh, if he right. can if he can score a ton one week and a five mm. for the next week, he's a match winner. And that's yeah, what you want. You know, you know what's going to be interesting for me is next season. Next season, how are these teams who are coming up from Division 2 going to fare in Division 1? That's what I think. Because yeah. I think, you know, already we're seeing this like division between the, pre- the top of the Prem and yeah. the bottom of the Prem. Yeah. But yeah. also there's a division between... The middle half of the Division One and middle half of middle bottom half of Division One as well is yeah. kind of are these Division Two sides gonna struggle? Are they gonna join the middle ground or are they gonna be one of the people contending? Because contending, then, well, yeah. well, then ch- ch- depending ch- on one, Chirk was just thrown to the mix as an unknown, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're top. They'll go up presumably because they're top. I think they're. I haven't got the stats in front of me. I think they're top of Division Two. So they'll go I'm up. not sure at the moment. No, I don't I'm not sure. I don't think they are. It's, it's are been quite an interesting. It's been quite an interesting season since we left them, to be honest. Because um, I personally think yeah, I think, day, it's, well, I think it's Wellington second Wellington, to Wellington, top. Yeah, okay. Wellington, of course, you got to remember this. I, I talk about this quite a bit mm. with all these teams: the Bridge Norths, the Shrewsburys, the Shifnals. Um, at the end of the day, them clubs. Uh, Wellington's a bit different, but them clubs are playing. Mm. Birmingham League cricket, their second teams, mm. one week are going to be full of star names. Mm. They're going to have a first team out. I mean, the likes of Shrewsbury, mm. when they've got Ed Barnard back, when they've got the big boys back, mm. their second team is going to be very strong. Yeah, yeah. But then you've got, so so you've got to look at that. And I think Wellington, you've got to look at them. They've come back down to yeah. Shropshire cricket this year, yeah. which is fantastic for Shropshire League cricket. It might not be for mm. them, but it is for Shropshire cricket. Mm. They've come back down to our level of cricket. And their first team have done okay. Yeah, they're fourth, aren't they, at the moment? So they've mm. done, done really well. Uh, but their second team, I would have thought, will be a pretty much a similar second team to mm. last year. Well, last year they were playing in the Birmingham League Reserve. Yeah. So I think, I think they're, they'll be a pretty exciting and, and well, a good side there. I think, I think you've got teams like Wellington second 11 and Oswald Street second 11, two teams who yeah. were quite actually upset about how low they were. And now yeah. they've both proven, like, Oswald Street are top of Division 3. Yeah. Wellington at the top of Division 2, yeah. pushing up. Again, be interesting to see how they do. Then you've got Chirk, as we mentioned. And then also Werfield, who are like another team who we did. But obviously, we'll get onto that when we talk about Division 2. So, Jack, as someone who's impartial, what are your thoughts on the way that the season's gone in Division 1 and how the tables lay out? To be fair, I think it's pretty similar to how you'd imagine it. Uh, based on how we've played teams... Um, I think Shelton have been the standout by far. Um, obviously I missed round one as I was still in Brisbane. Um, played them in the second game. They made what two seventy. We were all out seventy. Not that I think that's an accurate representation, but they were obviously a much better side than what we were. Mm. Mm. Are they not, strong? Would you say they're stronger bowling than batting? Stronger bowling, yeah, know. stronger bowling the, and batting. Their bowling looks, looks fantastic. Massively. Their batting, having, I think, looks... Batting, I wouldn't say suspect because they're still top of the table, so they've got to do it, haven't they? I mean, we, we dropped catchers, but I think we yeah. looked at it. Even though we dropped catchers, 
They mm. still would have won by yeah. Okay. I mean, we yeah, were yeah. at seventy, didn't we? I, we think lost they, I think I think Shelton have possibly got a prem bowling attack. Whether they're batting, I mean, you look at the likes of. I think they'll they'll do fine next season. You look at the likes of Sam Griffiths. Yeah. yeah, he's taking how many wickets this yeah. season? Yeah, well, I haven't looked at the stats recently, but I know last last podcast we did, he was about twenty wickets clear. Oh, of the second next. place, Correct. which was Simon Jones, yeah, also exactly, Shelton, yeah. also, also there, second there, wasn't he? Was yeah, he second? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was second. That's what he just said. Yeah, that's what he just said. Yeah. So you look at the likes of <laughs> you look at no you look at the likes of Griffiths number one yeah Giants number two yeah and they open the bowling mm. and then you've same, got for the same club and then you got Don Bradburn who I, I think don't Don Bradburn well. in the top ten as he's, well he's he's a class actor if so, I'm yeah, honest yeah. we were all out before he came on yeah exactly yeah so we haven't yeah. even seen him bowl mm-hmm. if I'm honest yeah. um we were bowl all out guys before that. with the best of cricket and I mean you have a look at yeah well I mean you look at you look at you have a look against Frank on the weekend we got 150. Charlie Higgin, for example, hadn't made a run all year. On the weekend, batted excellently. 66. Yeah. And batted, un- batted unreal. Fair play, made 66. We missed the likes of Lee Pickford. Is someone the know? captain of the team? <laughs> well, I mean, I like Hey, Charlie's I'm in my spot, yeah. Chaz. Um, <laughs> Charlie's in, he's that sort of player that he will come off. He will. He will come off. He, and he, he did. He does slap a good ball. He, I've yeah. seen him hit some big sixes, and you know, well done, Charlie, on your sixty-six. But um, you know, as a as a skipper, hopefully it will continue. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what we're saying is that pretty accurate. A pretty accurate representation of the season. Well, yeah. You know, we'd it's we'd a, probably like yeah. we given the whole story of the season. We would love Ponsby to go up, but there's, obviously, there's a know, few teams in there. I think are probably in a position they didn't expect to be in. Mm. But I think from, Bridge, from, Bridge, from Bridge North being one. Certainly, Bridge. certainly from what I've heard from the league and from what I've looked at, I think that is a fair representation, especially mm. Beacon. Yeah. And I would say Beacon and Ponsbury are in a position I did not expect them to be in. Correct. And yeah. hats down, very well done. You've both got very well run clubs and just keep going. Mm. Fantastic yeah. to see you both. Okay, so they've played a Beacon. They've, yeah, they've final, played ball. Bit, Final question I will ask and I will send to Joss in Division 1 and then we'll move on to our next topic. Joss, if you're a side like Ellesmere, Knocking, Kearns, Alberbury, Beacon, would you mind going down to Division 2? Well, that's, that's a good question, actually. Beacon. I mean, because of the big reshuffle they did last year, it's going to take a couple of years... We said this before to everyone mm. find the right division. Yeah. Um, now it's really unfortunate to see Knocking down there because I like to think Albury have a great relationship with Knocking, and I personally love playing against Knocking. They're a great bunch of boys. Do you score um, runs, Eddie? No, I do. <laughs> I don't score runs anywhere. No, I love not. He must have got a bit. Anywhere but Alberbury. I, got, I, got I, I score fi- runs anywhere but Alberbury, I'm literally. Sure no. I'm sure he's made a Birmingham League. I got double figures against my niece the other day in the backyard. <laughs> but but um, no, jokes apart, if they go down, they go down. You, you'll find the right level. But, you know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, I think Alberbury's ambition was to stay up, which it looks like we will. Yeah. Um, short, short of a, some tragic results, Ellesmere look pretty doomed there. If they're going to relegate two, they're fifty four points off safety. Yeah. Which looks pretty unachievable in four games. Yeah. Knocking also look like they're heading the same way, which which is a shame. Which is a shame. You've also got but, to look but, at. But, but, 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fixtures are a key, though. I've got to say that Albury could probably have the worst fixtures Overbury have everyone at the top. Yeah, last well, couldn't games. couldn't follow on from you, and I think we have we have Shrewsbury, Ellesmere, if Ellesmere and knocking, you know, per se win for the last four games of the season, they've got a shout because there is some tough fixtures coming up. Yeah. Well, but, if if Albury follow the first half of their season, they don't win a game till the end. But I, I, you know, I think there could be, unless Ponsby are well and truly out of the picture. Yeah. I don't see. I can only. I can see us beating Ponsby. Yeah. Yeah. So we've struggled the past couple of weeks beating, but um, we've got knocking and Ellesmere coming up. Game yeah. which, which, which for us are must-win games. Yeah. Exactly. Josh. So going back to your question, James. So if you go down, you go down, and if you, if it was a travesty of justice, then you come back up because mm. you win. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if yeah, it's not a travesty win. of justice, then you you. You fit in better in the division mm. below, so you know, correct. It's not yeah. the world. So it all leads up nicely, and we've still got one more podcast left of the season, which will round everything up. Be massive, and that's going to be a really big podcast. Oh, yeah. So if we haven't mentioned your team, feel free to tweet us or Facebook us, um, and we'll move on to our next section. Okay, so on to the next section, and one of the biggest debates in Shropshire cricket at the moment. Who is Shropshire secret Shropshire ban? What is it? Shropshire banter cricket for, for sp- sports fans. For, for sports on. fans. It's a, it's a bit of carry on. On Twitter. Now, we think we've got it nailed in this room. Now, I'm not even going to lie. I think there's three of all three of us in this room, minus Jack, because it's not going to be Jack. No offence, Jack. It's, uh, no, it's not me. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but I think we've all at some point had uh, had it levelled at us that we are that person. And I can... Well, we've had well, our phones... considering that we yeah. both, we've all had our phones off and the person has tweeted and photoshopped whilst, whilst we've been whilst, recording. Yeah, whilst recording, yeah. That we've... actually... And, and that was after we'd announced we know who it is anyway, so we yeah. definitely know who it is. We definitely know who it is. Mr Jack Doyle has actually been going around sneakily, fair play to him, and... And stealing people's phones and checking their Twitter, so uh, we're pretty much we're happy to say we've confirmed Shropshire banter. One hundred percent. Well, it's, it's, it's before... about what are we going? What are we going? Percentage was. I th- I think we're ninety nine. Are we pushing ninety nine? Are we pushing ninety nine? I'm going one hundred and ten. 
I'm 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 happy to confirm 110% I know who it is. Yeah. Well, can we just put it out there and say, Mr. Mr. James Hill, please, can you announce who it is, please? Before we go there, can we deny? I would like I would like to take us back to our first clue. First clue. Before it was even started, this person shared a Shropshire Star article about England fans in the World Cup, and that was three years ago with the same name. They then started retweeting everything to do with Sentinel, Pontsbury, and Alberbury. Yep. Then and after that, questions. After that, they then started chatting about players who played for Grasshoppers, at which point. The chat on the Grasshoppers group was, who is this Shropshire banter? Because they're obviously someone in the Grasshoppers chat. Without a doubt. Well, they know me. I know very little people. Exactly. Narrows it down. And at which point, we all then started saying certain things about Shropshire banter for sports. For sports fans. We'll just call it Shrop. We'll just call it Shrop band. Shrop band. And then they started reacting to things that we were saying in the WhatsApp group chat, which made us oh, realise that it was 100% someone in the Grasshoppers group. Now, wow. is who, it Nick Broadbent? We've all had the blame. Well, Appar- apparently, Mr. H, apparently I'm known as, apparently I've been Shropshire Banter, but uh, apparently can I, I've been can Shropshire Banter. I'm pretty really sure I'm too thick to be. <laughs> can I be honest? Oh, I, I'm one of the people that have blamed Andy Harrison as Shropshire Banter. Thank I've you confirmed very much. 100 and 50% it is not Andy Harrison. I've been through the phone. Thank you I've very much. This it's not Andy Harrison. His fingers are too fat to text. It is not Andy Harrison. <laughs> I, I thought it was. It's not Andy Harrison. Hurley, take us away. Continue. Yeah, to be honest, after, after tonight, I was a bit on the wall as to who it may be. But after we have literally just been recording this podcast, and my phone's on airplane mode whilst recording, <laughs> and all of us have just been doing nothing but drink beer, Mine's on mute. And eat pizza and chat, dubious cricket chat. I can confirm that none of us have had time to uh, Photoshop whatever was Photoshopped in the time that we had our little break. Well said. It's not me. So it's definitely not one of us. Now, the biggest clue, the biggest clues, I think, is is that someone who knows every from the grasshoppers, but also someone who has a very... Good knowledge of players from many divisions, Joss. Yeah, he does. Well, if I'm uh, honest... And he's averaging 23.55 this season with the bat. Ah, is he? Now... That's a massive clue for you. Now, the biggest clue that I found, and the one that really confirmed me that it was one of two people, and the second one was ruled out this evening quite comprehensively... <laughs> Was that the other day when they were putting out their predictions? Oh, that was a big one. I like that. That was, that big. was a big one. I yeah. also I noticed saw, that. I like, yeah, I saw it. And I was when like, they no. put out their predictions, they put out the Premier League predictions, but then they also put out their Division One predictions. And what do they put? And what was their hashtag? Oh, I saw the hashtag. Two games left or something? No, no, no. Three games left. Three games. Three games left. Four Can games. Left. Four ask, games left. Ask, no, three hashtag games. three games. I'll ask, you, I'll ask you the question: How many games? Do anyone but the Prem have left? How many games did Division 1 have? No, it would have been four so games So we left. have four games because left. It would have been four games left. They hashtagged 
They hashtagged at the time four games left. Four but games left. But, but there were five no, games left. No, 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 anyway, they, they hashtagged, they'd hashtagged they the wrong hashtag. They hashtagged they, four games left, which means they play Prem cricket. Correct. We know who you play are. Division 1 to 8 cricket. We know who you so are. So you've dropped yourself right in the basket. You so played at that Premier point, cricket. At that point, it narrowed it down to just two people, in our opinion. Oh, can we name the two? And... The first one was either the man across from me, Andy Andy Harrison. Andy Harrison. Well, speculated, isn't he? And the second one was uh, Joseph. Samuel. Yap. Joe Yap. It Uh, can't be. It can't be. It can't be Joe Yap. It can't be Samuel. No. Now, we're not going to throw anything out there, but I also went to the Beacon the other night oh, and no. had a little chinwag with a few people and spoke about my dismissal. Oh, you didn't! A certain person was earwagging into. If I'm honest, I was at the Beacon a f- probably about a month ago. I had a chat with a bloke about Andy Harrison playing for the minor county, Shropshire. I overheard a conversation, if I'm honest. About Andy Harrison playing minor county cricket for Shropshire. Little did I know, a couple hours later, posted on Twitter by Shropshire Banter. Should Mr. Harrison be playing for Shropshire? Should Mr. Harrison be playing for Shropshire? Mm. Can I announce who I heard the conversation by? Mm. Can, I, can I announce that? Or is that... Well, I can over, go for it like, if I'm honest, I overheard the conversation. <laughs> Joseph. Samuel. Joseph Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. Announce this line. Andrew Harrison could this season play for Shropshire. The form he's in. That was that was what I overheard. That's what he overheard. I did overhear that conversation. Well, if I'm honest. Now we're saying that it's Joseph Samuel Yap. I'm just saying that's bullshit what he said about Andy playing for Shropshire. <laughs> well, that's what I heard and that's what was posted. What what if what if we're getting it completely wrong and what if it's two people who are running Shropshire banter. Mm. Well, what if it's three? Now, so our yeah. first, our, our first two candidates are Andrew Harrison and Who Joseph Samuel Yap. But I would like to throw two more out there. Oh. Now, in the, uh, for me, I don't. I think we can rule out Andy Harrison as we have seen him sit across his table, I and it's definitely spell. none of us here. Because we've been sat at this table whilst this person has tweeted relentlessly and Correct. also photoshopped, so, so we I know think it's we're anonymous. pretty close. I think we're getting close. We're down to three. It's not myself. We I would like to throw out there Joe. one Joseph Matthew Hartshorn. Oh, yes, it could, I like it. It, it really like could be. It really could I be. I do like the shot. Everyone says it can't be him because he tweets about himself. Well, exactly. That's that a great way. Exactly a great way to throw uh, yourself. And because of the strops he throws every time someone tweets something about him. Exactly. It. Correct. What a way to throw yourself. I out do of the think right though there was something about a Matt Hartshaw duck that went on there the other day. And I do think he might be trying to hide the evidence. Correct. Because I'm pretty sure he's not the sort of lad to put that on about himself, but maybe he's trying but to hide. It can't be me because yeah, I wouldn't post, I wouldn't I would post, post that. We were, yeah. we, were, we were involved yeah. in that game. We were involved in that game. And, we posted. Just, and everything that was posted by Shropshire Banter at that game was very quick. Was it quick? mark to the reaction of what no, was happening I'm during the game. The was Joey yeah. up at the game? No. Mm. Well... Andy, I was now, you at Joe the game. Yap, Joe Yap, Were you at the game? What game? At that game. 
Oh no. Over be But but we do hear these things on the group chat, you see. Group chat things happen. Mm. So Yap gets you know, so fair. so you can be find fair. these things out, yeah. Does no, no, get... Nothing went on the group chat about Matty's golden. The group chat. <laughs> because well, I wouldn't do that to him because I'm not Does twat. Does Yap get the notification <laughs> that quickly about mm. Well, we sort of get confirmation of from loads of clubs of how they're getting on and and but, stuff like that. But do you get it instantly enough? But what, what I want to know is who is the third candidate, please? Yeah. Yes. The third and final candidate, I have to say, has to be the secret Shropshire cricketer. Oh, I like it. Who would that the be? The man who pulled out tonight because he knew that we were going to be talking about this subject. Mm. Yes. The one and only Jamie Martindale. Jamie Martindale. Well, they well, do say when gingers strike Mr. Stokes... Ginger's. He's not ginger. He's strawberry. And Jamie Martindale is ginger. He's not ginger. He's ginger. He's ginger. ginger. We're talking about the secret structure one, which Jamie admitted to about seven seconds prior to Andy walking in the room. I never knew this. And he did, Jamie did say, pretend we weren't talking about it, Andy's walking in the room. And we changed topics, but I can confirm on the podcast, Jamie, I hope you hear this, because Jamie did say, I was the secret structure one. He was. I mm. I can confirm. So he is a prime he is a pri- He's done it before. For this. He's got previous. He, he's got previous history. Just because you're ginger doesn't mean you get away with this shit. Jamie. you admitted, Jamie, well. Jamie, you admitted to me. So, we've got our three candidates and... Pretty good candidates, if I can. They are someone, uh, our clue so far, they're someone who's obviously in Grasshoppers. Well, they know me. I don't know many people. There's someone who likes Alberbury and Shelton and obviously has a fascination with Warfield. Jamie Martindale loves Shelton. They like Matt Hartshaw. Jamie Martindale loves Matt Hartshaw. Someone who likes a whinge and a moan. Matt Hartshaw. Someone who has terrible chat and likes to troll. Mm-hmm. Matt Hartshaw. What's his name again? Matt, Matt Hartshaw. It's got to be, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going for JSY. I think he's and a someone one. who has a lot of knowledge about a lot of teams around and a lot of players around all levels and possibly a Premier Division player. Jamie Martindale. I know who it is. Joss, can you please take the mic? Joss, if I'm honest with you, can you announce if it's one of the three? I can announce that it is one of the three. Thank you. Okay, we're on. If, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages, you've heard it so, live, one of the three. So that's where we'll end this, and we'll oh. talk about it in the next podcast where we'll fully reveal who the, who the person is. If you have any of your own thoughts, or if Shropshire Banter, you want to chat to us, because I know you love to chat and to try and get a nibble, feel free to send us a message. Okay, so, Division 2, and we've kind of mentioned it before, but um, yeah, there's been a change at the top. Wellington are now the leaders, and they lead by 43 points, which is quite a decent way, considering how well Chirk had done, and Werfield seconds, as I predicted, I'm just throwing it out there, 
um, are absolutely smashing it now, and they're in third place, pulling up trees. And then you've got two of the ex Division One sides in Forton and Lillishaw before your second eleven, Andy Sentinel seconds. Before we then find Montgomery, Shifnal threes, St George's, Roxeter, or Brighton, and then sadly down at the bottom, Welshpool. Any thoughts? I think we said it before. Um, Wellington have a rather good first team, and uh, they come down for reserve division in the Birmingham League. They're in division, was it three? Yeah, I think they're in division three. Um, you know, they've got a big club. Um, I thought Chirk were going to be favourites, mm. uh, a sneaky favourite, because we didn't know what they were going to produce. But the likes of Warfield, uh, club we talked about earlier, Sentinel that I, I play for. On the day, they've got good second teams. I would say it recently, Sentinel have mm. not had a very good team out. We've we've really struggled for availability, so it's been hard. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think that, that league's pretty much mm. where it should be. Um, I, think, yeah. I think as well, you're looking at those top three sides, and if they can really pull away and Chirk and Werfield get closer to Wellington, it's definitely going to make it mm. a lot interesting as to not only who goes up, but also kind of how it affects... Division one, but also kind of knowing how well Lillishall and Fulton have done in previous years, how well the teams going up are going to do exactly. moving into Division one because it's it's funny they're still they're still ahead of them, but it's still yeah. not a million miles. So how are they going to go up and and do t- tear it up, or are they going to yeah. be kind of kind of a bit like Ellesmere, kind of take a while and then again it depends. I think you look at look at Wellington twos, depends on what they're. Their availability is, I think, second teams are like that. First teams like Chirk, obviously, they're going to have a similar team next season, I would say, uh, depending on what they sign. Um, looking down the table, though, you've got, you got teams like Brighton, who over the last few years have been quite good sides, haven't they, really? They've, mm. they've been promoted to the Prem, they've gone down to Division 1, they obviously went down to Division 2 last year, and, and Rockster as well, another club. I can say, that's quite sad you, to you see know, second bottom yeah. and third from bottom, Rockster and Old Brighton. Who have, who have been quite big clubs, really. Clubs yeah, yeah. Very, very recently. It's, it's You've quite even a got Welshpool in there, have been Div 1, yeah, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And, and then they've been good over the years, yeah. It is. And to see Rockster play with eight on mm. Saturday, very sad. And yeah. let's let's have it for Shiftnall. Shiftnall thirds, huge. Third eleven, who were mid-table in Division 2, just goes to show the strength of the side. And you can, Massive. the more you think about it, the... The, the seconds and third teams, the better they are and the better they do in these divisions, the only more it's going to improve these clubs, isn't it, really? Exactly. You know, because well, well, people they, are going to see them as more Their seconds and their thirds are so close because you think their seconds are sort of mid-table in the division above. Their thirds are mid-table in, in this division. They could quite easily, if results went the way they did, they could swap. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and there's it's, it'd be interesting if there came a situation where it was that where say the, the two stayed in Division One, but the the thirds won Division Two, but also well, kind of like if the seconds got relegated and mm. thirds got promoted, do the thirds then become the seconds? Yeah, and also yeah, another thing got to think about is something that we were talking about in our selection, or that we're going to go on to talk about is that if you're playing second and 13 cricket, there's not going to be too much of a difference. So, you know, exactly. it's not yeah. 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 it's not like you're going from playing Division 1 one week and playing Division 6 or, like, in co- some co- cases... Correct, that's where it should be up. In some, in some teams, you're co- playing Premier Division and playing Division 7 yeah. some week. You know what I mean? It's, 
you've not control? you've not got that problem, have and you? I, and I couldn't have punched. I think have Div one to I was Div talking. Six, I was talking to Allscott, and uh, apparently, is it there? Allscott on Saturday, mm. and uh, and they're a great bunch of lads. We had a real nice game. It was a real friendly game on uh, on Monday, and um, to be fair, <laughs> um, I think I was talking to Carl Starling about where their seconds and thirds are, and I'm pretty sure. From what they said, their second and thirds are division seven, eight. Mm. So, you know, your your players getting promoted into the first team are obviously going to be way off what what you'd want to be in your ones. So when you look at Shiftnell and their their second team and their uh, third team mm. are only a division, maybe uh, two one division and two divisions below them. They've obviously got players that can be promoted and do a job for their mm. first team. Yeah, it's massive, and it's you know what I you know, and you see a team like Wem who, their their second eleven are pulling up trees in Division Five, and they've been absolutely smashing it, haven't they? And it's yeah. uh, I can I can see them being the next team off the rank. And, and yet, up. and yet, I look at I mean, all we have a a similar situation where we've got our first in Division One, our second in Division Five, but okay, we've got a few outstanding players that are definitely first team players but we've got a pool of players that could be first or seconds from week mm. to week yeah definitely definitely and, definitely and I think you know the, that, that, <laughs> the problem is that I think the problem is with that as well is that you know there isn't that consistency selection where you know sometimes our second level will be very weak compared to our first eleven just so that our first eleven can compete yeah, weeks, yeah, you know yeah, so yeah, our yeah. second eleven are very you know haven't done so well at stages just because Nick hasn't had the side to pick from. But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll talk more about that when we got into Division 5. But <clears> anyway, <throat> that rounds up Division 2. The Cow Corner Debate. So we now move on to our debate and something which we kind of beat it around the bush. Is that the right way to say it about last week? We kind of... Well, not last week, the last podcast, the last time that we were here, we toyed around the idea, but this week we're actually going to bridge the subject. Struggling side, struggling to get a side out, struggling to continue producing an 11 on a weekend, or struggling to put two teams together, or even struggling to put an evening lead side together. So, where best to start, but with the man, with all the experience, Joss Elliott. So I touched on it earlier with the um, when we talked about the evening league. I think teams are increasingly struggling to get eleven players out on a Saturday, which is which is very very sad to see. Um, for example, Albury, we we scraped eleven together for our first last week, but our second only had ten. Um, just looking at the results from last weekend, Rockstar, the mighty Rockstar, who I've got. A lot of times, Rocks, I played for them for a few years. You know, they, they were merged with Grove. They had four teams only three or four years ago. They're now down to one. They had eight players in their first. And that's in Division Two. It's, you know, it's, it's not a low division. Uh, and it, it's just sad to see. And, and I do fear that there's. Um, it, it, it's an ongoing theme. Like I, think, I think it's not going to get better unless, mm. unless it's addressed. Unless someone does something. Yeah, I mean, Alberbury, we had 
just we just scraped out eleven players. Even I ended up turning up for our first eleven on they Saturday. They must have been very short. <laughs> we must have been very, very, very short. short. Yeah. Made twenty eight. Florida's scored a run for about two months. He hit twenty eight against us a couple of weeks ago. Um, Wonderball that got me out, but anyway, and also not out against in the second. But we won't talk well, about that. Um, but no, I even Jack I turned out. A shit fifth. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best fifth ever made. I think it's all around Shropshire though. This struggling. But no, yeah, I think all around Shropshire at the moment. I think what you got to look at is as well. We had we had people who were playing the thirds, but this weekend, obviously, school holidays, people on holiday, and also bank holidays. Notoriously, going to be a hard time to get players. But I think right, I, I think the main thing we got to look at is not the bank holidays in the weekend but the teams who are struggling to get sides out for just general general weekends now yeah, every day whole Saturday. season yeah, every day Saturday every Saturday now for me yeah. now for me I think the hardest team the, the teams who are like most likely to struggle are teams who have got one side and they're kind of in the middle of nowhere Yeah, for me the reason mm-hmm. being is every week you've got to let down players and you've only got to select 11 yeah so you've got, say, three or four players who aren't playing every week who may, unless you've got a good rotation policy and everyone understands mm-hmm. what's going on, mm-hmm. you've got people who are constantly not playing. You yeah. know what I mean? And their interest wanes. You don't even have to look at our team. Someone doesn't get picked for two weeks. They go do something else on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah. 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 And that moves up. But also, like, if you're in the middle of nowhere, it's harder to... Collect, to recruit to recruit yeah, players yeah, to recruit. Correct. But, correct yeah but then on the other side other side of that you could say that look look at when they don't really have anyone around them but yet they've catchment area they've got a lot of players you catchment know so it's, you talked about this before it's a lot, the podcast, it's, a lot it's a lot about i think as well there's there's a big there's a big thing to be said i think about the proactivity of a club now you yeah, for okay. me for me my biggest thing is that I think you can throw as many excuses as you want out there yeah. as to the reasons and you know when I say excuses I don't mean like oh you're saying it but I mean like a lot of reasons as to why your club is struggling but mm. I think if you've got like if you're lucky enough to have like at our club we have Richard Jones Preston Fletcher yourself Renee Mark Ian myself you know the captains you know there's Neil Savage Mike Crawshaw. Jim Wynn, Andy, lots of, uh, Charlie Bourne, you know, lots of people who help out in their own way. That's you know, you, already, you know, fantastic yeah. amount of people, you know, you've got a lot of them who chip in with the ground, a lot of them who, like, Joss, Preston, Richard, who do a lot of the kind of, ad, you know, the club mark, the administration, you've got Joss, well, well more so Richard got, and Preston. Than you've got Richard and, and Preston who go about, across all, it is all about getting things, players on the pitch, I mean? isn't it? It's not all about off the pitch. Yeah, I agree. Getting yeah. players on the pitch. Yeah, play but, players but, on the pitch is the key. Yeah. It is the key. There's another I know aspect. people have to work hard to do it, but it is all there's about getting them on the pitch. There's another aspect to add to this as well. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky at all. We've got three three teams, yeah. but we do have... Which is amazing, by the way. It yeah. is, yeah. It's always but, amazing. Every club we get three teams. Fantastic. Uh, and... Beacon. And, I, I, yeah, Beacon. I mean, Jack and I talked about this earlier, but, you know... You have people that have an attitude that they feel they belong in a certain team. Yeah. So, for example, you might have a second team player that will not play first, will not play thirds for whatever reason, which is just... Ludicrous. Uh, I, I need to watch my language Ludicrous. Here. It's pathetic. Ludicrous yeah. is the word. You play Definitely. wherever you pick. Basically, respect your captain. Wherever you pick, you, you play. play. If you're picked to play the first team, play the first team. I, I, I aspire to play at the highest level I can. I realise I'm not really a first first team player. Yeah. 
I feel I belong the seconds. If I don't get picked for the seconds, I like to think I'll get picked in the thirds. Yeah. Um, if if there ever went a weekend where I was available and didn't get picked, I might get a little bit peeved. But just respect your captains. You know, if you picked for the first, you you play in the first. Mm. You pick, Correct. Play in the second. And there's too many people out there. Albury has its culprits as well. Beacon has its Beacon culprits. Has culprits. Oh, yeah. Every, every club. club mentioned it. Yeah. In fact, every club, every club has it. Absolutely, yeah. without a doubt. And it's poor. It's poor. It is. You poor. play where you picked. When we try to pick players, mm. you pick the person from the seconds. If if we're short yeah. from the ones, you pick the next person in the seconds that you think can contribute the most in the ones. In the ones. Yeah. If, if they can't contribute the ones, they won't get picked. It well, shouldn't be rocket science, should it? No. No, no. If first team captain picks his 11, Correct. second team captain then picks his 11. That's exactly, that's exactly how it's it goes. It's not difficult. That's how it is back home. When you Never have six, when you have six grade, you have 110 Never people. Like that. Just that's how it should like be over here. Yeah. If you have the best 11, you've picked the best 11. I don't care if they're a third team player, first team player, second team player. If they're good enough to be in your first 11, they're picked. Unless it's progressing you yeah, which I'm I agree all, with. I'm all for progressing which I agree with. Agreed. Unless it's progressing youth that are good enough to play it, yeah. you do not do it. Other than that, if you're in the best eleven in the club, you play. You play in the in ones. The if you're not, you play the twos. You play the threes. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now the hardest thing I think is that you can pick the best eleven for your first and your obviously second best, and you know there will still be players who think that they're better than what they are and yep. want to be in. And you know, you know, you may be. You know, I've seen teams who have got players who are in their second eleven who are playing at our level or yeah. who have played at our level before who could play for our ones, for example. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. But there comes a point also when your second eleven may be playing again in a division where they're just getting trounced every week, yeah. And which has its own issues, mm. which is if you're getting beat every week, is it just the same as? Not playing every week because you're just kind of turning up every week. You get the flog, and uh, you know the result before. Yeah, you that's you where there. you learn. That's where you learn people that want to play for the club. It's just one of the things. I mean, unfortunately, we've said about it numerous times on this, which this is what the podcast is for. We talk about which clubs are in the right division. Well, we said this. It will take time to work mm. out what league you should be in. Yeah, and players that have to. Players that unfortunately let their club down and say we can't play this week because mm. I don't want to play. Well, if you love the game of cricket, you just play anyway. Yeah, play don't. cricket. You just play mm. cricket. I don't care where I'm picked. It's, it's one of them. You know. We have the we have the added um, the added dilemma this this year because obviously you've got four players that can play seconds and thirds. Yeah, yeah. So you might have someone that's maybe good enough to play first. But is available to play thirds on the Sunday. Yeah. So right. therefore, you can't pick them for the first because they're going to play thirds as well. Yeah. yeah. So you you you've got things like that to to factor into it as well. Yeah. It's difficult now, isn't it? It's right, a lot right. more a lot more into it now. I, isn't I, I it? do I do not disagree with that rule by the way. See, that's right. I, 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 I agree with the rule. Yeah. That's what I think. I say I think we've got it right back home almost. I hate and I don't mean to sound biased, but I think that's what we've got it right in the sense you've got twelve clubs. Every club has six grades. So, like, the likes over here, you know, there's a lot of clubs. But every club has, what, two, maybe three? Maybe three. Maybe three. Maybe three. Yeah. If you've got three, mostly you're doing, two, you're, if, if you got three you're, doing, you're doing well. Yeah. Fair play. If you've got more than three, you're doing very well. Yeah. Every club back home has six. And if you're in the six, you feel disheartened almost. But over here, you've got a lot of clubs playing a... Amongst a lot of different divisions. Yeah. Mm. That's what I think we've got it 
pretty well set in the sense that if you're playing first grade cricket, you're on the verge of playing state professional cricket. If you're playing second grade cricket, that's your level. Mm. If mm. third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade cricket is still a good standard. Mm. Over mm. here, if you're playing six team cricket, that you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't play. Yeah. Like, would you? If you're playing six, I I can players, understand. I like how your grades. That's what I think. I like got, how your grades work. I think we've got it sorted. But, but the issue over here is like obviously with third third level cricket is. Yeah. Um. Mostly, I would say from what I see, it's sort of parents on cricket. But also, yeah. what I what I'd I say know, is, so yeah, yeah, you've got a lot of youth. You've got you've got a lot you've got a lot of youth. You've got a lot of parents, but then also you've got like a lot of cricketers who just want to get back to just having a nice relaxed afternoon, yeah, yeah. playing cricket, bringing that. on some of the youth, but also kind of getting themselves into form. For example, Mike Bellamore. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like mis- smashing like two hundred. So, <laughs> so there's like myself, Alex Hughes, Joss Elliott. We played in the threes. You know it's. It's just nice. It's just nice to relax, have a game of cricket. You know what I mean? Yeah. I now can't play thirteen because sadly I play too many first eleven games. But you know, everyone it's a, agrees you play too many. Yeah, games. exactly. Yeah, too, yeah, myself included. I would say but sometimes no, it's, it's a hard balance. But no, it's, it's between, nice, between but, senior and youth. Yeah, but it's also it's good. Hard it's good, it's good. It's good to have these four players playing because. It, it means that teams teams can have those right people. Way. As long as yeah. they do it the right do way. Do it the right way. Correct. And that's what yeah. I think. It's the right balance, isn't it, of youth and senior players. That's what now, I think. Do you think if you were to, if you were to combine clubs, for example, over here in the Shropshire League, you got the whole Shropshire League. What Premier to Division Eight? Yeah. Do you go to? Is that yeah? Yeah, something like that. If you were to combine yeah, that, if you were to combine yeah. combine that from the Prem to Sixth Division. So what we have, what, first grade to sixth grade. If you were to combine it to six grades, which means 12 clubs, 12 clubs in total get cut almost, mm-hmm. which means you have to join another club. Does that work? Can you have, I, can you have four teams at a club? I don't, to work? be honest, I don't, I don't know not. whether, I don't, I think it kind of would work, but also at the same time, having seen other clubs do, trying to it do would. it, it wouldn't work. No, but yeah, also, it, it hasn't I think, I think, I think the main thing you've got to look at is that when you, the, the reasons that a club succeed are, yeah. are the, have the club got the right values for me? Yeah, agreed. And do you as a player get on with those values? Also, do yeah, they have no, the right, does, the most important thing is, do they have the right background staff now when i say background yeah. staff i mean do they have the right people who are behind the scenes doing all the graft do you yeah. have people who are going to turn up and do the juniors do you have people who are going to organize the juniors do you have the people who are going to be doing the secretary work yeah i get that do you have people really simply doing social media because that's a massive part of everything that's going on yeah well, do you have we've, people we've who... got someone who does that <laughs> but no, it's a like he tells you about it every week. <laughs> do you, no, but do you have someone who's going to be doing that? Because that's a massive way to be getting to the youth of today and to getting to other people around Shrewsbury and Shropshire, knowing that your cricket club exists. You know, Correct. do you yeah. have do you have the people who are willing to put in the effort to do the club mark, aka Joss Elliott and Richard James? Do you have the people? It's, it's not you know, just it's Richard you know, James. do you do you know do you have the people who are willing to put on the events like your presidents' days and you know you yeah, yeah, your yeah, sportsmen's yeah, yeah, yeah. these things? Events you know, take, do you, yeah, events do you, that take effort. Yeah, and do you have people who are willing to mm. do these things? Because if you don't, if you if you don't have all of them, you know, look at the teams. Yeah. Like you look at the teams like Wem, Werfield, Wem, Werfield, Wellington, Quat. The teams are the top four in that Prem division. What have they all got? They've all catchment got fantastic area. catchment areas. Catchment They've all got areas. 
But not only do they have fantastic catchment areas, coaching. they have yeah. the coaching, they have the facilities which they've worked for, they ladies have the, the ladies' team. They have, mate, yeah. they do. It's not, yeah. like, it's not like they've just gone, yeah. oh, we've got a fantastic catchment area, and then they've rested on their levels. They've put the yeah. effort in. They've put effort in, yeah, I agree. But, but, but then, also, but how, can, so how can, what my clubs, main question some is, some have facilities for What this my moment. main question is, is how can we, as, as lovers of Shropshire cricket, Help support the team. You know your brother, your side. You know you can't. You can't add your look, teams like that who are not. The who thing, seem the thing to be is, struggling though, to help them continue. Do they? Do they I, produce the youngsters though? That's the question. How are these clubs doing? Because would would they, 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 they need to help themselves. Yeah, as well. yeah. Correct, they're, they're, correct, they're, correct, they're right. Just, I mean, no disrespect. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and disrespect clubs, but there is clubs out there that play and they have one team, yeah, and they do not have a youth player between them. They do not have youth players. You yeah. look at it, you look at all the way through it, and they do not play a youth player. They're going back, and they're, they're even signing players that play and bowl 15 overs a week, and, and, and the youngsters aren't getting the game. And that's, that is the issue with lower-level cricket in Shropshire. I, I do think second, third teams are actually better than clubs that have maybe one, two teams. Yeah, like clubs that have three teams benefit more because you can give the youth a chance lower Correct. levels. Agreed. And you have the right people around them. It's Team all about it's all about getting the right people around them. I that's mean, what it, that's what cricket is about. Can I go back to Beacon again? You look at the likes of Steve Rees, Royce, and people like that yeah. in the threes that give those blokes a chance. Yeah, they do. Of course, and they, they do. do. And they genuinely do. No, not, and that's, not and that's what cricket's about. When you look at some clubs that are on the downward spiral, which I I will not mention any of them. Uh, because I'm, I'm, I just, I, I just don't want to. Um, <laughs> the clubs that are on a dow- downward spiral are the clubs who have one team left, and you look at their team and their average age forty. Yeah. And you look at them going, okay, where are you going to get your youth from? Where's the club going? Okay, catchment areas in Shrewsbury, like the Beacon, Sentinel, Shrewsbury. Yeah, yeah. it's easy to get kids to come and play for you, and uh, James is absolutely smack on. You need the right personnel to bring them through. To nurture them and to make them into the cricket they're going to be. Correct. Um, but if clubs, smaller clubs, if they're not trying exactly to bring them through, they're, exactly right, they're need, not going to go need, anywhere. You need to stage events to exactly. attract people. Exactly. You know, I, I look at the clubs that I play against, like Kund, Knocking, Obviously, obviously I play for. Yeah. They all have a president's days. They have these events. Exactly. Exactly. They yeah. they attract advertise people. it. They attract exactly. people. They Beacon do a good thing. Beacon are good with the juniors. But, I mean, but should we? Really I think great. I think we, I think next year they've got new. Should we? Yeah. Should we? Should we? Should we then? As the let's you know, I'm a big proponent of we should all help each other. And yeah. is it is it just a case of these clubs who aren't doing these things don't realise that they're such a big thing? Should we be? Well, I know. I know. As someone who's got their umpire qualification, that you know, at the beginning of the season, they offer to get the captains in of all the clubs to talk through the law changes and everything that's going on. But after the first season of doing it, not enough, there was hardly any captains who ended up turning up. Now, would that be the same if the cricket league organized, say, like a workshop saying, Look, these are some ideas and things, you know, how to attract people, and we all do like a around the table to well mm. it wouldn't be around the table but around the room chat about how to do things and get some specialist talkers in to mm. talk about the thing you know certainly get your beacons that would, that get your be Warfields, get your wems to come yeah. in and talk about well, I mean, what yeah, things but... they've implemented and how they can help and use 
other clubs to help other teams. You know, like I, as primary school, in primary schools, they have certain, they call them super head teachers who go into struggling schools yeah. who then go and help another head teacher. Correct. Teach and show them how to run it. Then when they leave, they can run. They Could can we not do that? And I know uh, it's a lot of time uh, consuming. Uh, and facilities are low. Facilities is a big thing. I think with cricket, the problem is deep in that. It's not being played at school anymore. Mm. Well, no, when I was good, at school, that's a good show. There is that, yeah. Play. yeah. The, kids, the kids aren't playing cricket anymore. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. 20 ever game at the end of school. But, but kids, aren't, kids aren't playing football or anything no, like that anymore. They need to play more football than cricket, mate. But they need to go out to Astro Tours and things like this. Also, this goes to the whole idea of terrestrial TV and things like this for me. And I think, you know. I think we've, we've, always, we've, always, top, though, we've always got to we've got to be looking yes. at ways yeah. we've got to be looking at ways like more of these all-stars the all-stars are a fantastic thing you know and things like this but it's that gap between once they've gone through these stages and how we get that middle group of like the, you know the, the computer game yeah how do you, how do you go from, yeah. from eight the only trouble is though, don't you think 11. don't you think we're talking about like um, obviously schools not doing cricket but don't you think clubs do more now mm than they used to. Can well, I say, in honesty, there was an all-star this, cricket when I was a kid. When we talk no, about this, there's, when we talk about this, actually, Milo Milo we've got Milo, all-star we cricket. We didn't get that when I was a kid. We've got all-star yeah. cricket, but again, two people that we've named on this podcast, Preston Fletcher and Richard Jones from Mulberry Cricket Club, they go into schools around the area yeah. every week during the summer and yeah. are teaching cricket and I'm Couldn't pretty sure they do it in the winter as well. You know what I mean? And when Albury Cricket Club had, when we had the Cricket World Cup come to our ground, all of the juniors that were there, you know, like 50% of them were the kids who we taught in yeah, the school. You exactly. know, so they get to know and, you know, obviously, you know, you get, us as clubs, we've got to kind of try and push it and that's, the more that we can get ourselves together and we work as a collective, I think, mm, as Shropshire cricket, the better. And the more we look at the people and go, look, you're doing this really well. Come in and talk and let's work this exactly. out together. Yeah, you yeah, know. Exactly. And then you can help, we can help each other develop because there are things that Aubrey aren't doing, which other clubs are doing. You know, you know, and there are some people who may have got grants you know, you may have got grants, grants to get a pavilion, it, yeah. or you may have done this. Nets, maybe you know, everything. maybe maybe these clubs can help other clubs how to write how and to get do, the yeah. grants. You know what I mean? Exactly. Can how I say that's what? Yeah. How can I say that's what I think? Beacon, Beacon have done very well. New club, from what I've heard, and they've got sixty-eight all stars. Every mm, Thursday yeah. night, sixty-eight all stars. They've got they've got nets now. Fair play. Got, yeah. New nets, and from what I hear, they're building a new pavilion. Mm. I don't know I'm playing yeah. big in that sense bias, but 68 All-Stars is exactly, a it's massive. And we have three sides. I, every I, I actually think facilities is a big thing here. Mm. Yeah, because massively. you talk about teams like Church Stretton, do they have nets? So they got facilities mm. for kids to go down there and, and net. No. And that is an issue because I remember coaching the yeah. kids at Kund. And okay, put it out there. How many kids from Kunz are going to play in Kunz? It's just oh, probably rare. two or three. Rare. Very rare. Rare, rare, rare. But rare. kids are there. And, and we used to have 40-odd kids. Mm. Yeah. It was but fantastic. Is... But clubs like, clubs like Beacon are doing a good job. Massive. They've now got facilities to look to after facilitate, them. To and, facilitate. And, kids for... want to play, and cricket should be thriving with mm. what's going on off the field. On TV, it should be fine. And this time of year, agreed. But this is this fine. is also what we're talking about. We should be helping these clubs who haven't got the nets 
to secure the funding to get to get these those, nets. But yeah. also, on the other hand, we should be also teaching them how to still keep get still keep getting the youth yeah. and the juniors through without. But clubs should be without, helping other with, clubs. You know, without without clubs should who have had grants should help other teams get grants because cricket Shropshire will only benefit from other teams in Shropshire mm. doing it. Doing, doing it, now. correct. Now I agree well. 100%. These happen now. That's what happens. I keep, you nailed it on the I head keep, before. I keep reminding back now, but you nailed it in the sense that other yeah. clubs should help other clubs. They've got to help other clubs because that's where it's going to happen. That's where it's going to thrive. And Shropshire cricket needs to keep getting better and better. Yeah. Mm. And it is getting better. And to improve. The restructure has helped. But from now on, that's kids, how you, that's kids how you need to play cricket. But what's, you look at first time cricketers. Where's your next group coming Where's from? your next group coming from? Your youth. Smack on. Provide your youth. And to no, be honest, I look forward to some Hurley workshops then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be. I think I'm going to be. James Hill's going to grant every club <laughs> in Shropshire. Get all new nets. <laughs> I think I'm going to be doing something for Shropshire cricket next season, anyway. So we'll we'll see how That's that all goes. <laughs> we'll we'll see, but oh, no, yeah, no, it's all. Um, here, we go. here we go. He's kept this from us. He's kept but no, we'll we'll see how it all goes. But no, yeah, it is all fantastic stuff. And I think the more that we can get other clubs helping other clubs, you know, and making making us realise that we can thrive as a community, you know, and. Us helping yeah. each other out is only going to help each other improve, Drive. and that's great. But anyway, now we move on to our next section. So we move on to Division 3, and a division where we last left it, where Shelton 2nd 11 were top of the table, and Oswestry 2s were hot on their case. And, well, in pre-season, I met someone who was from Oswestry who said that he reckoned that they'd win it by halfway through, and it hasn't quite gone that way, but they're now well in front, Joss. I've just looked at the table now. So, yeah, they've got a 31-point buffer, I think. Um, we should see them through with four games to go. I mean, Shelton second. Shelton, all round, have had a good... Yeah, the first are flying in Div 1. Yeah. I think their thirds are winning Sunday Div 2. Yep. So Shelton have had a good season, but I don't think they're going to catch us on street. Mm. Shouldn't. I think their second eleven, considering they were top, they've fallen off the pace slightly because... Now you you're looking at again big teams, Dudlow second eleven only six points behind them, you know Wellington third eleven, another third eleven doing really well. They're only eleven points behind, and again it goes back to this point which you know we we kind of hope we clear up if we've had Nick Borben, but sadly he couldn't be on here. But you know if if it is this kind of flexible amount of players teams who go up, yeah. you know flexible amount of teams who go up. Who who's gonna go? How many teams are gonna go well, up from that division? And then you've got, you know, Willie who are down like eleven points behind. Then you've got the next group of Church Aston who are a very good side, Frankton Twos, Newport, Quat, Harpers, Hodnet, Petro, and Tiverton. And then you've got Hinstock, yeah. well you've away got, at the bottom. You've got to look at them teams though, and you've got to say like that, especially um, in this division. Them second team is the ones that are going to be promoted to the first team to try mm. and... Like, if if your first team are five away, it's five second team that's going up to the ones. Mm. That's Ostrichry, second team, right? They're a Birmingham League side who, last week, mm. were top of the league. Mm. They were top of the Birmingham League Division 1. This week, they're down to fourth, I think. They've lost. They lost last uh, this week, gone, And they're down to fourth, right? But... They're a team pushing 
that could be in Birmingham League Prem, right? And their second team are in this division. They're top, yeah, so, okay. So, so why, they're a good why, side. Were they, why were they put in Division 3? Yeah. Well, well, I was gonna ask yeah, that. but they obviously aren't, aren't good enough. They, they, the teams, I, I, I can't obviously sit here and say the league got it wrong. Um, Austria, they're, they're top for a reason because yeah. they're probably too good. Yeah, yeah. But what you've got to say is they're a feeder team to their first team. So yeah. their yeah. first team, when they got players away. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but and should yeah, be, but, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but I'm yeah. surprised they're in that league. I am surprised they're in that league, but and they're top that league. And that's my question: What is the criteria for what? What criteria did the league use at the end yeah. of last year mm. to determine what division? Well, but again, having, again, having again, a, having a is, team in again, having a is, team in the Birmingham league. Mm. Being a, a massive club does not mean that your second team is going to be good, is it? Yeah, of course, doesn't. but right, yeah. but I can uh, understand where you're coming they, from. They put Witcher second in Division Five, I think. But you'd hope, yeah. as, a, as a, if I was a Birmingham League <laughs> Division One team, I'd want my seconds to be in a, a higher league. Yeah. But in you know, in, no in defence, in defence, in defence, I think Witchurch is second eleven with bottom of the bottom. Reserve divisions yeah, yeah. and they buy quite a lot and they were struggling yeah. to get a second. Yeah. Whereas, but then again, this, again, first like now, but... we we ask these questions and we're we're yeah. sorry we're sorry to the listeners because we t- we did try to get someone from the league to talk to us for this episode, but for other reasons, you know, we couldn't. But you know, you look you look at, but you look at Oswestry Street and they've they've won every game except two. Uh, well, they've lost two, and then they've had one which has been conceded and one that's abandoned, and you know that's a pretty, pretty good record, really. And obviously deserved to obviously deserve to go up. And again, yeah. be interested to see how they do next season. Anyway, I think it's time that we move on to Division Four. Okay, so we move on to Division Four, and well, the there's no questions being asked about who's going to win this league this season and it's pretty pretty much the Chelmar show and it has been two men who have been hogging the limelight all season Connor Glendenning and Stephen Zayla and I don't even need to look at the stats for that Joss no I mean they're what 69 points clear yeah with um I think they only played 20 there's only 11 teams in the division in this and they only play 20 so so they're pretty much up Mathematically, not quite, but mm. as good as. So yeah, good luck to them in Division Three next year. Um, Be looking, interesting looking... to see whether you know, with other teams looking to strengthen next season, whether obviously your Glenn Dennings and his Aylers stay with them. I would like to think that they would, but you never know. You know, other teams from the Premier Division who need batsmen, maybe looking at your likes of Glenn Denning or all rounders in Zayla, who've both got runs and wickets this season given how well they've done and then you know Wheaton Aston another side that we tipped at the beginning of the season have done really well and yeah. hey fantastic to see friends of the podcast Carver Hall in fifth mm. um, yeah. another one club side who you know are doing really well and Joss Acton Reynolds um, in yeah. sixth place doing okay doing okay there, stayed up and they they've stayed up there they've got some good players there you know they are indoor league, mm. uh, indoor double champions Yes, just they are. Yeah, yeah, we are. Trying and to. Um, look, I've got to say though, they've they've been a bit short for the last few weeks. I I have seen their team for the last few months, and they they've got a big squad. They've got a couple of teams, and they have not quite had their first team out all season. Well, if you take so, in Fox, Keith Sambock or 
Hey, exactly, and they haven't played a lot of games this season, so I think yeah. they're doing pretty well yeah. in the position they're in. What, what, what saddens well. me in that division is down the bottom. Church Street and Kai Glass. Kai Glass, and they've got the talent of Gary Davis there, and they're that low down. It's, um, it's tragic, really, because he, he can turn he, a game. He, he is a bowler, well, he can turn Keith Yap bowling 15 overs a week. Um, the Church Street, so, so that's why they're down back, the bottom. Bending his back every week. Yeah, so that's obviously and why they're still down there because he's rubbish. <laughs> but no, yeah, definitely, definitely, really kind of sad to see Kai Glass and Church Stretton down the bottom. Yeah, uh, like two clubs with a lot of history. But yeah, um, it, well, I don't really know what else there is to say. You know, Maidley have done have done well and find themselves in third, another second eleven new team in the first. But yeah, well done, Carvel. Well done, Chelmarsh and well, Kai Glass. There's a couple of there's a there's a couple of clubs there that have been there before. Wheaton Aston um are the old um tough on Muslim side, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so they played they played Div One. Mm. Um also Trizel played Div One. There's clubs there that have been there and mm. done it and uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, let's, let's I'm, hope I'm, they can I'm push quite on. Surprised and against scoring defence bankers low down as they are, because they've got mm. some I don't know if Duncan Wright's still playing. He's, he's oh, good, Dunk's played for years. He's a great he still plays. He's still playing. I have to say, though, I've seen a classic cricketer. Yeah, yeah very classic. They've got, they yeah, got yeah. a couple of good cricketers there. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, let's move on. So, we move on to Division 5. Oh. And fair play, I have to say, we've played all of the top four in the last few weeks. And, yeah, I have to say, seriously impressed with Wem Joss. What do you think? They've run away with it. Yeah, they're um, 34 points clear. Mm. And they deserve to go up. They're, they're a strong unit. And do you know what? They're a good club. I enjoy playing them. They're a um, good company. Um, we had a, we played them quite recently. They beat us very easily. We we, we only... We got it. absolutely skittled. It was one of the many occasions where we posted less than treble figures. And... Uh, yeah, I think it was... Was it a young... Ben Parry was it? Who, yes, uh, yes. Absolutely <laughs> ran through us. He was absolutely fantastic spell of bowling, and um, also big shout out to Dave Barnett, their captain, who we ask people to sledge us, and who actually sledged us on the way out and uh, asked us to shove it in our podcast. And we have Dave. It was a fantastic spell of bowling, and. Fair play, you know, in the first game of the season when we played Wem and also when we played their third 11, they've been tight games. But our second game with our second 11, absolutely nowhere near. Absolutely run away with it. And fair play, if you've been playing like that all season, fantastic. You are one hell of a club. And you Is this their second 11 in this league? Yes. It, it amazes me, I've got to say, that a team of such talent in their first I know obviously they get an overseas in every year mm. who does a really good job I've I, I got to say I can't criticise them at all with their overseas every overseas they get in is amazing um, and hopefully on a coaching point mm. of view that will produce the kids but they've got some senior players who play in their twos and then they've got some good kids obviously but in that division I'd imagine them being a lot higher mm. being a yeah, second yeah, team yeah. because yeah. you look at it and you you're the, the opening back is that Russ, Russ Mullings is it yeah yeah he's played ones for years he played ones for years he's a good bat he's a good and you've got you've got, you got Rainy bowling and you yeah, yeah they've got players bowl, bloody broke my toe yeah 
But it's all about it's all about the youth, and um, I think they have got a fair bit of youth. Around. I think, yeah, I think. But I that th- that does surprise me. What division their teams yeah, are in? I it think, really does. I think oh, having okay. spoken to them, I think having spoken to them and their third eleven at the beginning of the season, the main thing that they were saying was that that it, this is like the big year which they're kind of pushing their youngsters through. But also, they've got this thing where their youngsters are sometimes so good that they bypass. Mm. you know the second 11 but also they're starting to push their youngsters through the second 11 more but also I think being an honest and I think they'd be honest with it too they didn't have the best of seasons last season but then this season they're a completely different animal and the best thing they can do is smashing it best thing they can do is go up the leagues and as I say I mean with Sentinel being in division 2 our seconds best place they can be hopefully we stay up because you want your second team is to be mm. pushing the first. Yeah. And looking at the next two, Brosley and Condover, I don't think anyone would disagree that they're the next two best teams off the rank. Well, By far and away the best teams. And well, to saying, be honest, you, Charlie you, Rogers has been in contact with us. Um, good old Charlie. Hey, up to Charlie, you know. Put a ton last week. Yeah, well this done, week. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. He's been on. He's been player. in some serious form this season and yeah. well played, mate. And uh, we know you listen to the podcast, so... Extra well done, mate. Yeah. And if you look at the gap between third and fourth, you know, it's 81 points. That's a huge gap. So the top three is clearly going to be when Brosley and Condover. Not entirely sure what order. It's very close between Brosley and Condover. Mm. But um, Market Drayton aren't going to catch them. Yeah, I think Market Drayton started off badly, but then since their recruitment of picked things up and have kind of made a push forwards and that's why they're only kind of as far back as they are but also they've still kind of got that little gap and then you've kind of got like the next group of teams which is Wellington, Beacon, Much Wenlock, Whitchurch, Alberbury, kind of who and who are the next teams off the rank and then you kind of got like knocking Newtown, Montgomery who are down the bottom again sadly because they're three local sized Alberbury who we kind yeah. of want to be in and around and playing us and to be honest all three lovely sides and yeah. Absolutely love playing them this season. But yeah. And really, really well done to all the sides at the top and it's and been you know, fantastic. I, I made this point to the last podcast, how close it is in the middle order. I mean Albury it looked quite gloomy now because we we're fourth and bottom, but we're ten points off being fifth. Mm. I would I would like yeah. to point out as well is that Alberbury our second eleven this season I think we've only had about two or three games where we've had our first choice second eleven out. And that's 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 for us to be in the position we're in and yeah. only a few points behind. I think that's massive. You I know, think, I mean, that's I eight, still, I'm still not. Thing. I still don't think we'd be. I still think we'd probably be more likely to be fourth. Mm. But I don't because I don't think we're anywhere near the top three. Because no, okay. I think the top three all have potential to quickly go up the league. So I think, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. uh, this is a typical example. If the league are going to promote more than two teams or less than two teams, depending on mm. the league, this is a typical example where they should perhaps promote. The top three, it's mm. an eighty-one point gap mm. with three games to go. Mm. It amazes me actually because yeah. I, I look at I look at that and you you look at where my top. Mm. Well, Brosley and Condover, from what I've seen, have had some really strong teams out, haven't they? No, oh, fantastic. They've had teams. some. Uh, some weeks have had such strong teams. You know, mm. I mean, Condover a few years ago were playing Division mm. One, and they've had teams out that I must say probably. Played Division One mm. a few years ago. But looking, going back to Division Four above, and you're possibly looking at you're going to look at probably 
you're very likely looking at two teams coming down and two teams going up. So you're looking at possibly Wem, Brosley or Wem and either Brosley or Condover going up possibly. And Kai you're looking Glass at Kai Glass and Church Stratton definitely coming down. It's whether they decide that either Iskoid or Bishop's Castle or Bishop's Threes come down. One of those three may become, maybe they choose that one of those three come down or maybe they just choose that the bottom two come down. But no, it all it's all very interesting and it all leads up into an exciting end of the season where places are to be played for. Okay, so we've moved on from that and we move on to Evening League. And the Evening League has come to its conclusion. Andy and Joss, I will leave it to. Yeah, it's come to conclusion. Um, uh, the lower leagues, obviously, um, I don't know much about, but uh, being... In Division One, I know he's the, wants to talk about grass. The grasshoppers have won the league. Um, oh, hell of a season, good season, strongest the league's been for, I would say, a fair few years, uh, which is great for the league. Um, but we ended up getting there, getting over the line. Unfortunately, the last game of the season was a a, a write off. We didn't we didn't need to play it really because we'd already uh, won the league. Unfortunately, due to Whitchurch's result. Uh, but yeah, great, great even league season. Um, Joss, what did the rest of the leagues um, come up with? So, so basically, I think I'm just sorry, I'm just trying to get the stats up in front of me. Um, I know you'll be joined by Rough and Tumblers. Fantastic so, for them. They're a lovely club. It, lovely club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've got the league table in front of me. So obviously, Grasshoppers won it by nearly fifty points and lost two games. Close for second place between Wem and Whitchurch and Shelton were quite a bit adrift at the bottom. So Shelton will be replaced by Rough and Tumblers next year, which will be interesting, yeah. And obviously it was a good season with Grasshoppers. You didn't just win the league. I believe you won the cup as well. Yeah, it was a... I'll tell you what, I just want to... Straight away, before I, uh, I I forget to say it, um, Whitchurch put on a fantastic day at the Cricket Club. They, they did. Um, I'd yeah. say it was... Because it, of the rain... Um, we They do, in, a, in these Cricket Cup finals these days, they try and play... Uh, first innings of the first game, then first innings of the second game. Um, but Pitt Wardle, one of the umpires, came over and said, look, we're going to play the first game, thinking that the day was going to be a write-off. Yeah. Um, fortunately, uh, it wasn't a write-off. Uh, the weather did change, the forecast changed. The first game was between Beacon, Beacon and Whitchurch, Whitchurch which yeah. was obviously going to be a fantastic game, with certainly with a few of the players that play for Beacon, uh, we thought it was going to be a really, mm. really, really good game. So the other semi-final was obviously uh, Ponsbury versus uh, Sentinel. Um, I won the toss, put us into bat, and uh, unfortunately <laughs> for Ponsbury, they got zimmered. Uh, and Ponsbury come up quite a way short. I think it was 40 on short, but they had a really mm. good start. Um, Owen Morris batted really well. Matty yeah, Hart, short did okay. Hit me for a beautiful six. Yeah, Into yeah. the next postcode. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, extra, over extra over extra cover. Yeah, it was beautiful. Not a lot of people do that. Actually, I've got to say that's probably one of the best shots I've ever been hit for. It was genuinely. It was a beautiful. Over the road. It was into the next. Okay, Jack. Shush. I don't know. 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 Um and it was a it was a, a really good semi final. Final us versus the Beacon. Um we had a really good start. 
I put them in. Uh, sorry, they won the toss. Yeah. They batted first. Ryan Lockley and uh, the big names at the top of the order. And Check Alex it. Johnson struck early. Bowled very well. Uh, he took three wickets for next to nothing early on. Um, including Ryan Lockley and Ash. Mm. And we thought, wow, here we go. This could be a low-scoring final. But Mr. Jack Doyle to my right here scored a 46. John you did, you did that? The end, didn't you? Well, I can't expect against Andy Harrison. Did a very yeah, runs against shit bowling. Well, correct. That's what I thought. I thought when I came out to bat against Andy, I was like, well, I'm a chance here. I was like, they're not bowl their strike bowlers. When I face Andy, I was like, I'm a chance. Mm. <laughs> if I'm honest, yeah. Okay. But no, um, so... But no, uh, okay. Yeah, Jack, Jack batted very well and uh, did a very good job of getting them to a, a reasonable total. Of, I and think Lee it was Pickford, about, if I... Oh, Lee Pickford was Lee fantastic. Pickford. Hit yeah. some, some beautiful he shots. He went the biggest six I've Yeah, he hit a massive six, actually. He did, yeah. Mm. Um... He was so they picked up a total worth putting in a final. What was it? One, two... One, two, five. One, two, five. Yeah. And then we, uh, unfortunately, we got Zimmered again. And mm. uh, we knocked them off five down. They were rather unlucky. I thought Shel- uh, Beacon bowled actually very well. I thought he did a good job. Um, but yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to say we were worthy winners. I think the Grasshoppers have been very good this season and have uh, obviously deserved to, to win a double. A fantastic finals day, yeah, and just yeah, yeah I, the I, end I, to an in possibly what I would say is possibly an indifferent evening league due to weather. What would you say? Well, yeah, I mean, it's all it's always um, evening league is an interesting an interesting entity really. Um, I have my worries for it, but um, I think the finals day was fantastic. I think it was it was a good um, good advertisement for evening league cricket. Okay. It's, done on the day but not in the evening but um, generally I'm a bit concerned there seems to be a bit of um, I don't know a bit of um, reluctancy to play evening league cricket it just seems to be on the wane a little bit and we, we need to do something to, to boost it a bit I think mm. um, I think weather does exactly the does weather, the weather is a massive factor I, definitely I, I, a massive a few factor. years ago I'll, I'll just put it out there a few years ago, the cup was called off due to weather. Mm. So we've had bad weather this year, but I must say... That this year it's teams, been terrible. Teams, we've played about yeah, four games. My concern is when teams start conceding in the higher leagues, and it's, it's mm. happening, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. happening. I mean, fair, fair, fair to Pontsbury in, in uh, Division 2, yeah. they played every single game. That's, that's hats off to Matt Hartson, because he, he got every well game. Well done, boys. Well done. Fair play. You know, we didn't. We we only played about six of our ten. Mm. I think. Uh, uh, sorry, Oldbury. Those that don't know. And and our last game was meant to be against Beacon, and we just sort of mutually agreed mm. not to play because there was nothing to play for. Mm. Now, when I, when I was a lot younger than I am now, <laughs> he's only sixty. I I, I play. I I wanted to play at every single opportunity. I'd be screaming to play every single game. There doesn't seem to be that now with the kids. They mm. just. But in in in, in defence, the people who led that was it was Anthony Duffy and yeah. Zem Zaza, yeah. neither of who were kids. Yeah. But I, to be honest, for me, when I heard it was conceded, I was a bit disappointed that yeah. it was conceded. Yeah. But also, it ended up raining on that day anyway, so it didn't make too much of it. Yeah, but they didn't but know think, that when they called it. Off. You know, I think I think, it's, I think it's a the, weather, yeah, the weather, yeah, the weather, the yeah. weather has made a big yeah, difference. But also, yeah. this is something that we can go on to. Is there something that we could do? Could we put on little events? You know, could we be doing like? You know, instead of just doing finals day where we do 
music and drinks. Could we do like one or two games where we pick out a few games a season in the evening league? Yeah. And be like, right, cool. So when Aubrey play knocking, for example, we'll make that a marquee. Evening league game, and each team put, we put on a barbecue and we play some music rather than it just being finals day. Now, this, I know that's put where, lots of effort on the, the clubs, but you know what I mean? It's where the Shropshire League has done a very good job of making it a senior mm. and a junior slam, mm. where you look at it and you go, right, okay, Division 1 Prem sides are too good for Division 2 below. Mm-hmm. And they made it two different cups. Well, let's have it right. If you're in the senior slam final... It's going to be the likes of Wham, Sentinel, Whitchurch, and all, all of them lot, Warfield, all of them lot. Well, if you're a team from the lower leagues, it splits the cup. You've got less games to play. Mm. And it makes it more, you know, it, it makes it it, it makes it easier. It's, it's closer, isn't it? You don't want a final, well, obviously you don't want a final with a lower league team and a top league team where they're going to mm. walk all over them. Yeah. But... You've also got to say it makes it better in the junior stand because you've got teams that play Division 2, mm. 3, 4 onwards to have a chance of winning something. But anyway, that moves us on from the evening league and on to our next subject. Okay, so we move on to Division 6 and we see Column at the top only. This is a tight league, 19 points ahead of Willie, who are only 9 points ahead of Gillsfield, who in turn are only 8 points ahead of Kund. And then there's quite a big gap onto Shrewsbury 3rd eleven who find themselves on 202 points, whereas Kunda on 239. Then there's another big gap, which sees Ponsbury, Beaumere Heath in the next section. And then you've got a bottom four of Harcourt, St George's third 11, Corfdale and Acton Reynolds second 11, where there are eight points that split the bottom four. So nice to see Colm doing well at the top as a new club, Jack. Yeah, column at the top. Oh, I've been doing some one to ones with John Yardley, one of their. Uh, Jamie Yardley. No, John. Uh, Jamie's oh, son. Kid. Oh, yeah. okay. Jamie's son, John. Um, been doing some one to ones with him throughout the week. One to one. John's been bowling really well, actually. Um, coming along with the bat, um, I think he can play at a lot higher centre than he is. Um, but fair play, his side's at the top of the league. Mm. So you can ask. Yeah, and he, he's played a few games for Grasshoppers. He's a real talent. He's a talent. I've, I've worked with him a fair bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of things in his action, he can bowl a lot quicker than he is. Mm. He bowls quick enough for 15, but he can bowl quicker than he is. Mm. But at mm. the top of the league, that'd suggest he's playing at an okay standard. But it's, it's good to see that, because I remember Andy, Andy saying last podcast, he was, like, he was saying, I see Willie at the top. Yeah, yeah, especially well, with uh, one honest, of our big listeners, Ian Slater, who plays uh, yeah. Willie Wondrous. We all love Ian Slater. Well, if I'm honest, <laughs> and, I've, um, I've been down a couple of times now, midweek, to watch Colin Beacon at Column. Lovely club, actually. Really nice club. Yeah, yeah, club actually yeah, got the bar there. Really nice place to... Uh, yeah. I've been doing, yeah, probably three hours a week down there coaching. And another so, club... So another they, club. They've, they've usurped Willie at the top of the league. Yeah. Yes, which, 275 points. From, from a personal point of view, I'm, I'm delighted to see because I've got, I've got a lot of time for Colum. Yeah. I, I love Willie as a club as well, but Colum, they were... You know, if you know the history, Jack, they were basically affiliated to Rockster. I have heard that. Yeah, that yeah, connection. So, yeah. So they've now become column and good luck to them. They're good luck to them. And I mean, at the top of the league, mm. they're pushing yeah. to play higher, aren't they? And I think mm. they've got a couple of youth I, players I look in forward there. to hopefully playing them next year. If they, mm. if they yeah, that'd be fantastic. And Gillsfield, another side with a lot of connotations with, well, a lot of links to Alberbury. And yeah, good to see Kun's second 11 doing well. And yeah, yeah right. let's see how that league plays out. And it'll be definitely interesting to see how the relegation battle goes. 
Anyway, on to the next division. So we move on to division seven and no change at the top, Joss, with Flanny still, still leading the way in division still seven. Flying. 19 points clear of Flair Shaw. Looking good. Um, slightly shortened division. This is only, uh, I think, 10 teams will obviously play 18 games. Mm. So three to go. Flanny looking strong favourites to go up. Yeah, Lilla Shaw in second, the closest rivals, 19 points behind. Curtin Hall in third. They're obviously the three big teams in that division, still doing well. All Scott, well, we've mentioned what we think about that in fourth throughout the season, but good to see them in the top four. Ludlow thirds in fifth. Keyside in sixth, the team who share a ground with yours, Jack. Uh, Quat thirds in seventh. Schiffnall in eighth. Schiffnall fourth in eighth. Ellesmere seconds in ninth. Fourton seconds in at the bottom, so quite, quite sad saying, to you see. You saying to... like you're commenting on the Grand National then? I'm going to Keyshine in Chef, Quarter Seven, Chef But no, it's the thing for me is I'd be I'm quite amazed that you know you've got sides like Forton and Ellesmere who are teams in Division One and the Premier Division who are down what, the bottom what, of Division what, Seven, yeah, and then you've yeah, also yeah. got All Scott who are a team in the Premier and Division Four, you know, right, and right. also Liverpool yeah. who. But I think Lillis are a team on the up anyway in their second eleven. Game. I think that's a hard thing for Allscott. I mean, you know, when you've got players away on holidays and maybe yeah. for injury, Stand and you've got to look, seven, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and them, them lads have got to step up. I mm. mean, big shout-out to uh, Jason Allen's son. Uh, I think he's only mm. 14 now, I think. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Mm. But he played against us on Saturday, and, you know, he didn't look out of mm. his depth at all. But for a young lad like that to be playing in the Prem... He's probably two, three, four years off. So, you know, mm. it's hard to promote people from that league to the Prem. And, one, one, and you know what, though? You know what, though? One big thing that I'm seeing from looking at this table is you look at the top two, Lanny, and it's something that we spoke about on the last podcast. Next to be on one side, Lanny. Lanny, 15 played, won 12 of them, lost two, conceded just the one. They conceded. Lillishaw won 10 lost only one so they've lost they've won 10 they've only lost the one game but they've conceded four and those conceded are obviously a big part of of the points now who's to say if those we don't know obviously the situation whether that's to do with weather or anything but well yeah anyway it all leaves it up uh really interesting end of the season there with Obviously, three sides looking to go for the top and two teams finding out at the bottom of the table. So we finish up the Saturday divisions and we go on to Division 8. And at the bottom, we've got Welshpool um, and Much Wenlock second 11s. We've got Iscoid Fens Bank, Old Brighton, Condover seconds, Kai Glass seconds, Littleshaw thirds in fourth. Well, so good considering their second 11 up there. And... All Scott Heath, their third 11 up there as well. And then Church's second 11. Doing well in t- t- top, well, top two of Division 8, considering their first 11 are up there in Division 2. And then leading the way, and none other than Beacon's third 11, Jack Doyle. Yeah, Beacon's third 11, run by Steve Race. Does a pretty good job with the youngsters, to be fair. Um, well rotated amongst the youngsters, couple of older older blokes in there. By older blokes, I'm I'm talking thirty, thirty five. Mm. Um, Cliff, you got Matt Cliff in there, haven't you? Tim, yeah, Timmy, yeah. Matt. Tim does a great job. Um, 
Yeah, there's a couple of old blokes in there that do a job, mm. help the youngsters out. Uh, it's where they learn mm. to play division, you know, division five, division one cricket in the mm. future. Um, yeah, Beacon will be at the top. Fair play to them. And again, mm. that's, that's evidence they do things right. Mm. And they do. I mean, that's it's where I think, I mean, we've touched on it earlier, between the, getting the balance between youth and mm. I think I think it's the same with like a team like All Brighton who are in the top divisions as well, and they I know that they for a fact are bringing through a lot of the youth, you know, and you have got Welsh full second eleven as well, and other teams like that who are still bringing through the youth, but yeah, also blending that with adults. And again, something we've said all season, it'll be interesting to see how these divisions play out with the years to come. Now we move on to the Sunday divisions. So, at the top of Sunday Division 1, we've got Werfield, third 11, who once again are running away with it. No surprises there. And then Shrewsbury, fourth 11. Then, very close, we've got Frankton and Alberbury, who are doing really well. Whitchurch as well, the next three off the rank, really. Then you've got Maidley, thirds, Knockin, thirds, Pontsbury, Kund, Wem, and then Bridge North, with Bridge North quite a way off. So, you know, you're looking at the next... Wem to Whitchurch and Maidley, you're looking at 30, 40 points, which is only like two wins, really. But then, you know, Bridge North cut adrift at 60 at the bottom. But so not such a surprise as to what may happen at the end of the season with that one. But yeah, good, you know, your big sides, Werfield, Shrewsbury, Frankton at the top of the table. But really good to see Alberbury third 11 in fourth, Joss. Yeah, and James Lee's doing a fantastic job there, to be fair. He he does a really good job of mixing the the juniors with the um, the seniors, shall we say? I played a couple of games for him, because it's where I belong with my form, um, and um, yeah, I I just, I just think he he's got a good spirit going on there. We've got some really promising youngsters coming through. Uh, Lewis Todd's been getting wickets for fun, mm. and and our President's Day yesterday. Yeah, yeah he really he really showed his form, didn't he? And it's not just him, there's so many other youngsters mm. coming through. Young Jack Parry. And yeah, yeah, really promising to see. Interesting to see Bridge North boosted to the bottom there. Mm. Weren't, weren't they promoted? They were top of the Sunday division. Ahead of, ahead of Albury last year, yeah. So, yeah, very interesting to see how they're doing. But again, you know, for a lot of these big sides, you know, it's one of those with... With the Bridge Law fourth eleven, you don't know how many of those youngsters who got them up from doing that Sunday Division yeah. Two have moved yeah, 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 yeah. moved up into yeah. a higher team, you know. Whereas with Alberbury, you know, we're a small little village club and it's kind of people rotate around, you know what I mean? It's slightly different in the way that it's set up. But no, yeah, no surprises. But yeah, it looks like it's gonna be an interesting end of season with it all up for grabs and you never know if by some miracle the wheels fall off. You know, someone else could win the title this year except Werfield. But hey, if Werfield win it, they've more than deserved it. On to Sunday Division 2. And no surprises to see the newest team in the division. Uh, Shelton, third 11 at the top of the table with 237 points. And Sentinel, another team with Premier League, well, Premier Division, first 11 in second place. And Oster Street, third 11 in third. Now... I know from playing in the division last season, there is a massive gap between Sunday Division 2 and Sunday Division 1. So it will be interesting to see how they go up. But I think that any of those top three sides would really kind of perform and settle in nicely in Sunday Division 1, to be honest. 
I'm sure they would. I mean, Shelves are having a dream season. Really. They are, aren't they? All mm. round. They sure yeah. are. Yeah, all yeah, round. Amazing. What a, they've got no, a, a new third line that's top of that division. I think they're second of top Second of... Div 2. Second Div 2. Um, mm. Is it Div 2? No, Div 3. Whatever division they're in there. What are they in, Div 2 or Div 3? Div 3. I think Div 3. Mm. Second, and they're, uh, and they're first top of Division 1. Div yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Fair play. Fair play to them. They're geared up for it. They're... They're geared up for success. I wish, I wish them, That's all you can ask. It's nice to see Sentinel in uh, the top two, obviously being a Sentinel lad, but um, it must have been a hard season for them as well because mm. we've had so many selection issues this season. Mm. So to be second in Mount League, fair play to them. Yeah, so well done all the teams, especially in the Sunday because, you know, that is kind of... It's, it's a real good litmus test for where the youth's coming and where other teams are going towards. And... If you're ever looking for a game on a Sunday and you don't play in any of those divisions, feel free to give Grasshoppers a call. Andy Harrison and Joss Elliott would be more than welcome. Your phone call and your fixtures. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, so we that's it for another bumper episode. And you know what? It's been fantastic. And I'd like to remind you all that we do now have a Twitter, which you can uh, tweet us at. Cal Corner. Corner. <laughs> well, I'd like to remind you all that Andy at, Harrison at Cal Corner Pod. So if you tweet us at Cal Corner Pod or follow us, you can message us on that, or you can message us on Facebook. Uh, so just search for Cal Corner Podcast. Um, we don't have any Instagram because, well, there's no real point for us to have an Instagram. But anyway, uh, feel free to get into contact with us for any of those things. We, oh. as always, we will have the chapters as always. If you're looking down at the bottom. We always have those up and yeah, we're going to be doing a few more podcasts, one more which was going to summer up this, summarise up the season and also one which is going to preview the upcoming indoor season. It's been another great year and uh, thank you for supporting us and yeah, Good I'd job, like Harry. to finish this off by thanking you, Joss. Cheers, Harry. Thank you. Another, another good sash. Thank you, Jack Daw, for joining us. Thanks, Andy Harrison for managing to always, fit in the room. Always a pleasure. Thanks for the uh, pizza. Thanks for making a Birmingham League 100. And thank you all for making it through. And if you could tell at which point we'd all had too many beers, let us know. All the best. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.